Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Choke Aloha. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio and get 20% off your entire order at chokealoha.com. You know why it's called Choke Aloha? I told you why. No. I found choke out the means real a lot. No, because when you choke someone, you say aloha when they wake up. Because it means the same thing. But choke means a lot. Well, you could just be choking Hawaiian people. They're rich, right? That's tough, though. Choke Hawaiian people and take their wallet if they're super rich. No, that's... that's I'm, I'm a howly. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You just choke all the howlies. We're all spending money yeah, in Hawaii. I could, I could Everybody at this table's a howly. Yeah. I'll definitely choke out a howly. But that's what I'm saying. You but just choke the, whole, the howly. <laughs> You're a Barty. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that California? No. No. You have never yeah. seen North Shore? All right, hold on. All right, we'll get it. <laughs> Use the promo code uh, Jiu-Jitsu Radio, uh, Chocaloha.com, get 20% off. This podcast is also brought to you by Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. For you smelly people that smells like uh, Sean's armpits, his famous armpits, use the promo code JJ Radio, get 10% off your entire order. Pick up some extra bars. He's got a... Uh, some hats and some new shirts out there. Actually, I just got a, a new hat the other day from um, Jiu-Jitsu. So I'm not going to let you see it, though. Cause it's I don't want to see it. Yes, you do. Fuck your hat. Don't be, don't be hating, Sean. Fuck your couch. Jiu-JitsuSoapCo.com. Use the promo code JJRadio. Get 10% off. And for a limited time, if you head over to GiraffeChoke.com, use the promo code JJRadio, you will get a discount. Tell them I sent you. Whole order. I think it's ten percent off. Is it ten percent off? It know. might be ten. It might be twenty. But it's only for a limited time. So go check it out. Draftchoke.com. Thank you to all of our sponsors. If you want to support the podcast, go ahead and pick up some of my artwork at mycosmicjourney.com. Follow Sean at, at Gorilla Boy BJJ or don't or don't or don't. <laughs> I don't care. Damn, I always forget the the nickname. Gorgeouslywoofy.com. <laughs> Follow Sean at gorgeouslywoofy.com. And today we have a special guest. After much begging and ass kissing, he finally gives. This is you realize, Sean. This this is like a sympathy podcast, right? What him giving us? Yeah, the him? time time of day to time actually be day. on the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sympathetic to you yeah. guys. I feel for you. I've been on Rogan's like ten times. He's begging me to come and back. See so. what I'm saying? Like, this, this is the kind of people we hang out with. We got UFC vet, jujitsu badass. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> Steve Montgomery in the house. So we're gonna start the podcast in three, two, gorgeously woofy. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine, right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Star Radio. Talk. Allow me to introduce to you... What'd you say? Star Talk. Star Talk. With Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> that man is all facial gestures. <laughs> Steve Montgomery in the house. Technically, we're in his house. Technically, you are in my house. You Thank know, you very much for having yeah, us. And you're a household. Like, he, he's the, so lucky. The, These people might not know him as Steve Montgomery. You've got they know him as the, the weasel. The creepy weasel. The creepy weasel. Did you used to be like a big uh, Pauly Shore fan? 
Could you do like no, a no. Can you do a weasel noise? What was the weasel noise? Is it what? Is, what? Is, you just like make squeaky noises with your lips? I prefer the honey badger <laughs> or the swamp fox, but it never caught on. So was it, wait, so yeah, the swamp fox is a rat. It, oh, it's it's sick, and there's so much history behind it. But I'm stuck with the damn creepy weasel, so I gotta create the legend. But you know what? I time. agree. Here's the thing: it's too many people give themselves nicknames. You can't give yourself a nickname like Show Weather. No, or, it doesn't make sense. It just, doesn't make sense. You can't. But he changed it back. Yeah, but you can't give you yourself can't, a nickname. Yeah, you can't keep going. You back you, and hit, forth. you see these people like the Reaper. Or, you know, like just. A, Do you just want to like call everybody out that you? I don't know. I don't know the reason. I mean, you're going down the list right now. I don't care. So I don't, wait, what look, came first, the, the mullet or the nickname? No, the nickname. The nickname was the nickname way before. Way, yeah. yeah, I became weasel like right off the gate. So I were was you skinny. the? Were you the first person in the UFC with a mullet? No, Mike no. Pyle. I, Mike I, I even, Pyle. I challenged Mike Pyle too when they. I had my little seizure and I went on Fox and they were. I was like explaining what happened and they said something about the mullet and they were like, they were like, who do you think has a better mullet? You or Mike Pyle? I'm like me all day and I'll fight him for the the mullet yeah. title, please. His wasn't like a legit like full. No, mullet. his was like eighties like. It was, no, no, no. It was eighties mullet, but it was like eighties mullet that like I still have a job. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. like I was like, like, I can, hide I, it I, with can a hat. I can work at like Blockbuster, yeah, yeah. Right, or whatever. <laughs> but Steve's was full on like, if you cut your mullet, chicken fucker. Yes, yes, exactly. I definitely had plenty of oral sex with chickens, and they are not good. They are not good. They have too sharp a beaks. But the thing is, with a mullet, you can't if you cut it or trim it or tame it at all. Right. You've taken the purpose away of it. Yeah. The mullet is wild and free. You just have to let it go. You can't. How can you really apply rules to a party? A real good party? No. no. And there's the party in the back. It's, you have to. You have to let it go. It has to run its course. Like you, you hide it with a man yeah. bun, and that's it. You can man bun it, but that's pretty much all you're allowed to do. I'm I don't think you should be allowed to man bun a, a, a mullet. I, I, like, I, can, you can, I can understand. It's tough. It's tough to. But to I think that goes bun. against the mullet rules. I, that just that's just my philosophy. Well, what's his face? Mike Chiesa is trying to get to the mullet world now. Yeah, and then look how it nice. paid off for him. He yeah. probably, you know, what he did. He probably he probably cut it two or three weeks before the Pettis fight, and his triangle defense went to shit. Man. I, I I think Pettis is getting way too much credit too. He's hyping himself up way too much off of that win. It's like uh, I was impressed. I'll give him that. I was impressed off the win. I was well, actually you know, impressed how Chiesa looked. But well, you, yeah. I'll tell you what's funny is is how he has he went from the cover of Weedy Boxes. Yeah. To well, let's be honest right now. Like, do you really want to say it? Let's be very honest. Pettis started to really go downhill the second Usado showed up. Did he? I never oh, even yeah. paid attention to that. Oh yeah, I don't like think the timing he, was. I think instant. that might. That, honestly, that might be a coincidence. No. Just because he was you never can, the most, he wasn't the biggest dude. That's not his style. He was super talented, right. very athletic, but just like his biggest can, key. His relate. biggest key is was that he was Henderson's like just crutch. That was it. Like yeah. that was the one guy that Henderson couldn't be. After that, like Henderson's career kind of went totally different field. But if you look at it, the second that Usada kicked in, that's when Pettis started See, going down. He lost to Dos Anjos. What year was it? What year did he lose? Oh, to you, you broke down. Fifteen or sixteen? No. Something like we don't, that. We don't, we don't do, do it, that. We don't do years. We're, no, no, no. no we, we don't do research on this show. Yeah. We don't. We don't do it. <laughs> 
It's no research. Stipulation. It's just, it's just it. a lot of guesses. We don't. I love. We guessing. don't. We don't care about fucking research. Technically, we should be asking you this. Don't you <laughs> fucking know? Yeah. You're yeah. the fucking fighter here, dude. You literally get paid. For Wait, this. see, because he lost that fight. He gave like a blueprint. That was a thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was defending more wrestlers, but. Pettis wouldn't be the guy I'd guess for Juice, but God knows I would guess a lot of guys for oh, Juice. If yeah. I had to guess, I would say 90% of athletes, not just fighters, athletes have tried Juice, and 60% have done it, are currently doing it, or at least have done it in the last year. That would be my guess. I think a lot of people now think the USADA thing is starting to like slip down 60% a little bit. of the time, they Juice every, every time. time. <laughs> but Dude. I think a lot of them are like, now they're, they're kind of laying back on the, the strictness of USADA, more people are getting away with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, I think USADA was kind of a, I don't know. I it was a sale point. It was, was a sale, sale point, point, dude. Yeah. They're not doing that. Like, look at, okay, look who they're catching. They're catching They're catching guys like Tim Means, who's not juice, and that guy got a tainted supplement. You look, think about Barnett. it. Barnett. Barnett had to deal with the whole bullshit. Yeah, I, I listened to his thing yeah. with Rogan, and I, th- I think it really is like what he said, though, where it's like, You've got a bunch of guys who it's way easier to catch these dudes for tainted supplements to up your numbers of people caught yeah. as opposed to like actually dropping two to three hundred, what is it, two hundred grand for a real extensive test yeah, or something? You can't do it. And like the funny part is I saw it firsthand because right after USADA like really kicked in and remember they did the whole IV thing and it became like a oh, big yeah, issue. Yeah. I was with Gilbert at the Sao Paulo card, like when he fought in Sao Paulo, and I snuck into the USADA meeting. I was not supposed to be in there, but I just walked in, and they had a guy talking about it, and he had no fucking clue. So he's in a room full of fighters, and the guy's job is to explain the details of what you can and can't do, why they're doing this with the IVs, and the fighters are asking questions, and he had no clue. The only question that he knew how to answer was the amount of times with like, you can only take, I think it was like 50 milliliters or something crazy, something really weak within six hours. Well, I, you know six who just got busted? I just read a story today. Uh-huh. Not, not, in the, not in the UFC world or the MMA world or any of the worlds that we, we would be around. Yeah. But uh, Ryan Lochte got busted. There, he, uh, back in May, he, he took a picture getting an IV drip at a rejuvenation clinic. Oh, uh, God. And... Now he is suspended until 2019. What a joke! Really because, and, but what months. it is, is it's like it's it's like there's it's it's a milliliter thing. Like yeah. if you take anything over like six milliliters via injection, that's against the rules. Yeah. Unless it's unless, you could take an IV bag if you go to the hospital. But like yeah, they, but even they, then they, they still have to like label and everything. But that's what happened with BJ Penn. That's well, what happened. Was it a, this was not his last fight. It was like the one before the last. This was like his first comeback fight. Okay. He like got an IV and he's like, oh, I didn't know. And then like he got like a shitstorm for it. I oh, forget God. what fight it was, but that was the same thing. And he's like, oh, I had no clue. It's like, I think he got like a slap on the wrist and dude, it's just going. it's. The rules are just the rules monkey. are retarded. I mean, God, like that's the one thing about it, MMA that really retarded anymore. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. PC right. people can suck on my yeah, white this is definitely, balls. Like this is definitely not the. All right, I just put you. Yeah. I'm just trying to look out for my <laughs> for my friend. Are you I don't kidding want me? After like the last the two podcasts with the shit that we were going back and forth with, <laughs> you're gonna burn this guy for saying retarded. Don't get Steve started on on, on, on politics. Next uh, thing you know, we'll be talking no, about aliens and fucking politics. Dude, I'm telling you right now, aliens are running Netflix, bro. 
<laughs> Dude, no. Because if it was the case, then the whole movie pass thing would be working. Movie Pass. That's the same company that started Netflix started Movie Pass. Oh, I don't even know what Movie Pass is. Oh, see? I mean, you're trying to get into my world. Well, I think the aliens probably wiped my memory. I probably used to know what it was. Could be. So let me let me do this because I actually want to do something different with the podcast. So I followed your career for like the longest time. I was a fan. And I think... Why? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, no, because you know what? Like... Because when, when they threw your story up, when you were in the house for The Ultimate Fighter, you were in the ATT versus Black, Black Zillion mm-hmm. season. And then you had the whole issue with the seizure. But that was kind of like, you've, you were barking at the door for the UFC for the longest time. And you kept on just getting shafted. Like, you were getting like just the weirdest things like left and right. People I got, bailing well, out on cards and stuff. Yeah, like I mean, I wouldn't say I, you know, the, I will give, the, I got to give the UFC credit. They didn't shaft me by any means. It was really a lot of, a lot of small time promotions and then a lot of my own doing. I did right. stupid stuff where like, you know, out of good intention, I would do stupid stuff, but I wasn't smart enough to like not overtrain for certain fights. I got some injuries I shouldn't have got. Um, the show, I, I did some really stupid stuff with the nutrition and, uh, yeah, I messed it up. I would like, I should have been, I, I won't go into whole scheduling, but long yeah. story short, the schedule was nuts on that. Like you've got your training times, you're doing certain things, you get back to the house, you have two hours till you go to your next session. Like they're on that film schedule. Yeah. And I was cutting weight cause I was supposed to fight <clears throat> Carrington, which the boss fought. Yeah. And, um, I drank like three gallons of water before one o'clock in the afternoon and didn't do I literally got home from the training session I was like I'll take a quick nap wake up I'll go sweat it all out I should have eaten a banana just something electrolytes didn't do it so I caused that on myself so that got me kicked off the show and actually the UFC and Fox not Fox I'm sorry the UFC and the ultimate fighter cat or crew they were like no you can get back on as long as you get cleared by a doctor we're good Fox was the one who turned me down which they weren't even like hating on me they were like we just can't have it on our network you know so they gave me the chance to come out to California and explain myself so then the UFC told me all right you know just go make weight for one fight go get a win we'll sign you right and that's when I went to go I couldn't get an opponent to save my life we tried good guys crappy guys different promotions shows were getting canceled and then um i made that i made some video where i'm like begging them I'm like look i made the weight the show got canceled yeah, the day that. of the fight yeah. i had made the weight i'm like look i made the weight here's the picture of the scale like so it was an athletic commission has it on file that i made the weight but the show got canceled and then so um yeah i had the uh i had a fight up in north carolina where the guy called, they called us and said, we found your opponent. who was actually, he had like a decent record. He was like eight and six or something. The coach called and was like, yeah, I, I picked him up uh, drunk at like Coachella off a park bench and he's way overweight and he's not going to make weight. Yeah. So we agreed to meet him at 85. He got there and he was like then asking for a catch weight of 195. And I was still at 70 at the time. So we're like, all right, I mean, we're going to take it. I just need the win, you know. Right. And then the UFC called and their card fell apart down here because the Brazilians couldn't get uh, visas because yeah. of some stuff that was going on in Brazil. So that's when I got in there. And I definitely lost that fight on my own merit. I made one mistake, ran into the wrong punch. But then the second fight, stupid injuries, horrible camp on my part. I kept doing dumb stuff, got cut, can't blame them for that. And then I've just made stupid, little stupid things, like the knee injuries, you know? Yeah. I mean, Sean and them are always holding me back in the gym. It's really been all my doing. Right. You know, so. So. Time for the comeback. 
the the biggest question for me on someone that competes and obviously like we train with a couple of the same people what's that do to you like mentally like to know like you you are talented and you've been like with training with like a lot of the guys <laughs> hey i'm trying to be nice here i'm not gonna i'm in his house i can't well, talk shit to him in his house to be but, fair, like to be fair if you were part of our text Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh, God. Our text threats are kind of brutal. They're evil. Oh. So, I stay out of, I've got enough group chats. But for you mentally, what does that do to you? Like, does that take a toll? Like, how do you power through that and then just keep going? Mm, there's a lot of things, like answers I could give that would all be right. But I'd say most of all, it's frustrating. Like, frustrating meaning like, dude. I know that I can do this. I know what I need to do. But when it comes time to maybe say no to a session or say yes to a yoga session or go do the rehab, I don't do it. And luckily, you for whatever reason, I didn't do it. No, didn't not, do it. no, that's a good point because I will yeah. say this. Now, lately, I've been doing it, hot yeah. yoga, whether it be hot yoga or just taking a session off or stretching or just like today I did two things right where I went and did rehab sessions, hip activation, just – Really, for me right now, the recipe is simple. I know how to fight. I get out to fights, and the problem is I'm not nervous enough. I have to literally get nervous about, like, when I fought the UFC in Australia, they had already had already filled out the arena. It was the biggest, basically, it was already the biggest attendance they had ever had in UFC history. Mm-hmm. I get to the cage, and, I'm you know, you get that naked feeling. Your shirt's off. It's kind of cold in the arena, and you're just kind of losing your sweat. And I literally am sitting there going, oh, my God. I'm not nervous. What the hell? Why am I not nervous at all? Like I should be nervous, like in a good way. Right. And then that made me nervous that I'm not nervous. So I'm already, I know how to fight. I don't need to even spar to go out there and feel comfortable. I need a little bit for my timing. I obviously need to be in shape. My biggest thing is I just need to be healthy. Right. If I'm healthy, I can go get in a fight with damn near anybody in the world and come close to stealing their wallet if I don't get it. Yeah, right. So it's like I'm done with the whole doubting myself. Oh, is my training this? Oh, I need to spar more. Oh, I need to do this. I just need to be healthy. So it's frustrating in that sense. But at the same time, too, like, I'm not one of those people that, like, oh, I got to prove people wrong. I got to prove, you know, everyone this and that. I, I really just want to prove people right. I've had so many people that have my back, like you saying, oh, you know, you're talented or other people who have always talked good about me. It's like, I got to prove these people right because they are right. And I, it's just me messing it up. That's yeah. the real big thing is it's. It's frustrating because it is my fault. There's no one to blame. Right. You know, the circumstances have been good for me, and I fucked them up. So. I mean, that's pretty good though—the fact that you can sit there and like not blame anybody else. Because okay. anybody else, like if we sit there and I'm sure that at some point when I sat there try to do a jujitsu competition and be like, oh well, it's this fucking person's fault. Or if I hadn't trained with this dumbass, I would have been fine. Yeah. But it's really like, well, I should have known better. Yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely been other people who are partially at fault in a sense. I mean, not, not, you know, other, for example, like if you get injured, maybe some dude was doing a douchebag thing. Yeah, it was definitely his fault, but I got responsibility in that too, especially if I knew the dude was a douche or I didn't know him at all. Why, why was I training with him? Right. It's really just about sometimes you just got to say no, you know, and just be a dick. I mean, not even be a dick, but like just be stern, you know? Yeah. We've had to be, and, we've had to be stern, stern yeah. with him. Yeah. Like he'll go, He's getting over this knee injury, and like, he'll be like, "Let's go!" Like, and he starts ramping it up, ramping it up, ramping it up, and then I go, "Steven!" Like, I don't go, "Steve." I do, I do. I go, "Teacher mode." I go, I go, "Steven." Mm -mm. Done. You're done. Relax now. Yeah. We're getting a work in. We're just, we're just learning. 
that's all we're that's all we're doing. And he, and he as soon as he then he goes then then that clicks back in. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 turning off the savage and, and turning on. You know, the, philosopher. the scholar, the, the philosopher. Well, I mean, you, exactly. you, you are your business. Like, you are a business. I, exactly. I've incorporated myself. My body on paper yeah. and taxes is my business. So yeah. it's like, and that's how I'm treating it now. And luckily, like, that's the thing is I'm immersing myself around people like Sean who know my body. I'm so sorry. Know my, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I am coming down with severe depression because of that. Yeah. But I'm getting to a point now where it's like, I'm surrounding myself with people who really know me and aren't going to ask something of me that they know might cause whatever. Or, or like, you know, even like, like I, I used to be in this mindset where it's like, dude, just train with everybody. That way you're going to get to see looks. And now I still like to train with a, a diverse group of people, but it's like more selective. It's like, well, maybe I'm not just going to go spar hard with a bunch of randoms, but I might go drill with a bunch of randoms just to get that different style. You know what I mean? Things. It's hard to explain all in detail without rambling. But um, I'm definitely honing in on the training. And once I actually sign, I get cleared August 7th with my knee, and it does feel really good. Once I sign off on a fight, I'm going to be the most selfish, like, I'm doing this for me. I, this is my training. Like, I'll still teach my privates and everything, but I'm not helping anybody for their camp. I'm only asking people to come spar for me. I'm not doing random sparring. Like, my sparring will be put together for me, partners are there for me, or I'm not going to be sparring. Yeah. And that's no. just, I'm at that point where it's like, I'm still young, but time goes quick. Yeah. And like 27, it's like, it's now or never. It's do or die. And there's no more just, oh, well, let me just go train with this group of people. Like, oh, I can me. take six months off. Yeah, no. Off. Yeah. I've already, yeah, by the time I probably fight again, it'll be two years. And my, my balls are blue, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to empty them on some guy's face. No homo. But that's the thing. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's going to happen. Win by by tea bag submission. By Bukaki. Win by Bukaki. Is that is that a real thing? Yeah. Bukaki is a real that's, thing. That's like Japanese it. for like nut in people's face. <laughs> that's why Sean's into that Bukaki porn. The only With only when it's hentai. Jeez. Hentai Bukaki. But that's what like I always say like, because I work with so many of like these fighters like in the pros and the UFC guys. I'm like, I always tell them like, you are a fighter. You do your thing, but you gotta understand that. You are a business, and you're no different than a piece of food on the shelf at the yeah. grocery store. You got a limited shelf life. Yeah. So yeah, you have to peak and have to be the best athlete you can possibly be, but you still also have to be an intelligent businessman. That's Absolutely. why you get guys like Colby. Like you know, you get guys. Yeah, like Colby. yeah. They it's run like, their mouth. That dude. Hey, he, he gets can... his fights. He gets his fights, and like it's funny. Like I think it's fucking hilarious. It kind like, of. Like it's like it's really hilarious. Saved a lot of brain cells to make a lot more money. Right. I'll say that. And I mean, not everybody can do that. Like, let's be honest. Not everybody has the, the ability to shit talk like that. Everybody right. thinks they can shit talk. It's like until they get fucking burnt and you're like, oh. You know what, though? Here, here's I'm the stuck. thing. Colby, I, I, <clears throat> there's a happy medium. And I think, I think Colby is crossing the line. Because there's one thing, so obviously there... He's going the school of Chael Sonnen. No, 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 but there's a difference. And I'll, and I'll yeah. explain the difference because it comes from the professional wrestling world. Steve and I were talking about it before you got in about how you talk shit to, to people. And like how you don't put your opponent down because if you're beating a piece of shit... Now you're going to be a bigger piece of shit. You're a bigger yeah, piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. But where Colby's crossing the line is he's insulting the fans. When you insult yeah. the fans, but that's a wrestling thing. Kind of, yeah, no, kind not of, really. What? How many? Come on, how many it's, pro it's, wrestlers? It's, let's say in the last fifteen years, how many pro wrestlers? That it's have called cheap heat. 
It's cheap heat. It doesn't last. It doesn't last. It doesn't last. I mean, but The Rock was like that at first. Mm. Did The Rock play the bad guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? The Rock yeah, was the, the bad guy. He started off as... I'm like, not a very... Well, no, he started off as a big... They guy. tried to make him the biggest baby face. Yeah. This side of... And then you know, he had to like the... Yeah, and yeah. then people hated him. Yeah. So he ended up turning heel. And then that's and then, when he took off. Yeah, but then he became the good guy because Triple H became the bigger heel. See, I remember Triple H. Yeah. I remember watching him wrestle. That was the whole thing. But there's a, like there, the, the thing is, is you would, it's okay to insult the fans, but you're insulting their intelligence. By Well, let's be honest. A lot of the fans are fucking stupid. Yeah, they are. Well, there's yeah, been yeah. a lot of fans I wanted to slap. Yeah. Well, you know what? The biggest, the, my only pet peeve with the fans is dummies that don't know what they're watching. And yeah. Start booing. So that's, speaking, that's but that's the kind of people. Yeah. Speaking of dummies, like right before I came over here, so I don't know if you know what's going on with AJ Agazam, and he was supposed to fight uh, Gio Martinez. Yeah. So that Gio fight, got Gio, Gio got hurt. I heard. Supposedly he hurt his arm, but AJ, like I was reading AJ's post, like ripping into him, like it, like I just saw it like, like an hour ago, and I'm reading the comments. And there's one guy just, he's like, bro, you talk so much shit and you got beat by a brown belt. It's like, bro, you're a blue belt. Like, you might be barking up the wrong tree on this one. You might want to shut the fuck yeah. up. Like, no, if you're if in you're the gonna, sport, you do not, you do, you, if you're in the sport, you don't, you don't talk shit about higher belts. No, that's just, the thing, that's just, because I talk shit about the fake black belts. I'm gonna respect a real black belt. I'll talk shit about fake black belts. This all is day. where, like, depending on who it is and stuff, when it comes, like, I respect the whole belt system. I really do, and I see the purpose of it. But at the same time, I guess in the MMA, it's MMA different. world is it's different. different. It's no, different. okay, you're talking jujitsu. Yeah, because yeah, in MMA, it's like, like I put it this way: belt schmelts in MMA, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but even like yeah. when I'm doing no gi, I mean, I'm definitely worse in the gi. But even when I'm doing no gi, I'll get some. Sick jujitsu guy or whatever. He's supposed to be so sick, and I'll fucking tap him like four or five times. I mean, because honestly, they're trying to like, even when they're going hard, they're in this like, oh, let's flow and do this. When they're going really hard, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm just gonna cross face you and shuck you down and, and chin torque you and yeah. pull you and be a, a cunt and not be nice to you. And they're like in that nice jujitsu mindset. So I don't know when it comes to like. Belts, well, that's different. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's different. You're talking about when you're split up between like. A pro fighter and the weekend warrior in comparison, like the guy. Gio Martinez, y'all are talking about jujitsu guys, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the other guy you mentioned, but I remember AJ, Gio. AJ is Gio is tenth planet. AJ is Gracie Baja. Is is AJ like a blue belt or something? No, no AJ is a black belt. belt. Oh, but AJ AJ is becoming he's like one of the more Kobe Covington. Of yeah, he's one of the more. Uh, contra, contra wait, is he the guy who went against? He did the uh, KSW grappling he show went, or something, yeah. and he was he went against some. Wrestler or something like that. I think I know who you're talking about. They just, were calling Wagner Rocha kicked him in the ass. Yeah, Wagner Wagner like literally kicked him uh. in the ass because he was being like disrespectful the whole time. And then he actually just lost to Pulga at Fight to Win hmm. uh, a couple of months ago, like down here. But AJ AJ's a Florida guy. I think he's in like Orlando, Tampa area. Oh, okay. But okay. now he's traveling everywhere. But he he decided to go the whole route. He's the guy we were talking about the other day. You you know Metamorphs, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the so, that's the one in uh, Poland. Cali. Yeah, Cali. California. Cali. It was uh, Halleck Gracie. Halleck Gracie put together like the Jiu Jitsu tournament in Metamorphs, and then it was, was the first like big Jiu Jitsu show. show. I know it was on like, Fight like, Pass. Like stuff. there was tournaments before, but this was like 
this was like, like money. He put money in it where people could, okay. and he got big names. But so there was a whole shit storm with like Halleck not paying people and whatever. It kept on going for a little while, and he, they got AJ to fight in in the tournament. So AJ's like, oh, let me do an Instagram takeover. So they're like, yeah, sure, great promo. And fucking AJ took it and just started talking all kinds of shit. He changed the password and stuff so they couldn't get it back, and he just ripped them apart. Talked all kinds of shit. It was like insane for like jujitsu, like people. It was like insane. People losing their minds. So he's a smart dude. I mean, he's a, he's a nice guy for like the little bit that I met him. Yeah. But he's doing that. So he's getting yeah. matches left and right. But what's hilarious is people people like they get so mad at it. It's like you realize you're getting mad. You gave him exactly. No, that's what I'm what saying. You wanted. So like, this he needs a reaction. You gave it. He makes money. Yeah. So this guy's like fucking talking shit and like I literally was like I wasn't gonna answer anything, but he's sitting like oh like you got beat by a brown belt. I'm like bro, you're a blue belt. Who is so this guy that's a blue belt? Oh, you're saying some guy. Oh, it's just the Instagram okay. shit that I shouldn't okay. be wasting my time. But it was like, sometimes trolls happen, dude. Like, I've done the just same. Gotta chill I've out, came. like, bro, sit, sit down, sit, sit down. down. I'm like, and I told him, I'm like, if you if you feel so confident, why don't you front the money, take Geo's place, and why don't you go ahead and like compete against the Mister? I'm a fucking badass, like fucking idiot. People are so dumb. That's why I'm like, I'll talk shit about the fake. Like black belts. Speaking of which, actually, do you see Speaking what Speaking of fake black belts, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what happened in California? I think it was California or Boston where the, the black belt threw the chair? He jumped the gate and threw a chair at the white belt? What? Oh. I haven't heard of this, seen this, none of this. So I'll, I'll pull it up on the phone. But So basically, it was I forget this guy's name. He was a Gracie Baja guy. And his white belt got swept lost by those last two points literally at the end of the match and the white belt being the white belt got up flexed at him at the black belt and said something like he uh what do you have to say now you motherfucker or something like that wow the black belt got pissed he like those shitty little yellow like uh gates that they have for ibj jeff he like rips it open comes over grabs a chair Chucks it. Why even grab the, the chair? Belt. Just go get him. He just chucked the like and like and he stepped on the mat with shoes, but oh, he just man. grabbed the chair mind. and chucked it at the white belt. So like obviously his student already lost, but he got the cute and like Yeah, so. it's like dude, just take your shoes off and go, come here. Yeah, here, you, like, you, yeah. Yeah, what about now? Just just come here. But at I the end of the day, like man, really you're a black belt. You've been a black belt for a long time and it took a white belt flexing on you to fucking yeah. set you off. Like you might want to go in. It, it re- and I wanted the to, dosage a little bit. While you're know? looking that video up, there's something I wanted to I wanted to make a quick talking point because y'all had brought it up, like the guys who were talking shit, promoting themselves and stuff. Something that kind of has been irking at me lately, and you and and I know that it, I think I have a point here because I technically should be for what I'm against, <laughs> but like this whole fighters union movement and everyone, I'm sure y'all saw the yeah. articles. Everyone's mad that Dana's son had like some million, multi-million dollar birthday party Car. for a sweet 16 yeah you know your fighters aren't getting this and that here's i just want to say something Can I pause real yeah, quick. yeah no man should get a sweet 16 birthday party agree that's that's that's, hey. that's hey. Just, i'm just putting that if point. my dad decides to give me a fucking bentley you can give me a quinceanera for all I give a fuck. Like, I'll sit there. I'll show up all day. No. I do not give a fuck. Give no. me that Bentley. But this fighters union, all these fighters are like, that's wrong. And, you know, we're not getting paid enough. And, hey, dude, I was right there. I was right there taking the base salary, you know, on my first entry fight. And, 
And at the end of the day, they hooked me up with some nice discretionary bonuses. They, they did some things, but my, my, I'm not even trying to be a nut hugger to the UFC, but all I would say is how much money did you bring them in? Exactly. And yeah. here, did you bring them that much money? They sure as hell pay Ronda. They sure as hell pay Conor. And, that, and I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for both sides because, yes, it is bullshit that they took out – they did the Reebok thing. Now you can't come out with your own gimmicked out thing and be yourself and have your sponsors, maybe your own logo, whatever it is. Like I always love – I would love to do like a bandana with like some cool shit on it to like, like right. a weasel mouth or something. Like there's so many gimmicks that they definitely cut off from people to allow them to market themselves. And I'm sure that was a little bit about control and money. And that is what you could go after. But this – this whole thing that like oh you just owe us this it's like how much money did you bring them in how much money did you like oh i worked my ass off in the gym and this and that it's like yeah but no one's paying to watch that if all the fans want to just start dropping you know fucking two hundred dollars a month for a live feed of your training camp and you start pulling money great but they don't give a shit about that no. they only care about watching the fights and then if you go ask dana or who the fertitas how much time and effort they actually put into doing the stuff that makes the money like getting it on tv making these deals with whatever it be whether it's the venue or the tv network or all the things they've done to actually promote the sport to the mouth breathing fans we don't like that are gonna spend the money the consumers then, then you might go, oh, well, damn, Dana and them actually made the company a billion dollars that year. Well, they don't oh, get wait, it. Wait, watch this, watch this. That's the social, socialist mindset. It works. That's <laughs> a, no, it is. Dude, it's, it's a bunch no, of no, so, MMA fighters way. are being social look, justice warriors. No, dude. look. I'll tell don't you. make the money. Go talk some I'm shit. Trying, I'm trying to get them fired up. No, but look. <laughs> I'm already fired up. Yeah, look, and I, like, I'm 100% with you because, like, okay, I see it from both points because from working with the fighters, but also from putting on events like around the world. Most guys don't fucking get the amount of money it takes to put on an event. Let's talk about security, getting the venue, oh, God. the insurance for it. Like if I showed you those numbers, it's so hard. if I money. sat there and I said, all right, I want you to go ahead and tell me what it takes to put on an event at the fucking like bar down the street, like Renegades. Go yeah. ahead and tell me how much, what do you think it's gonna take oh, to dude, fill that at bar? Least, at least 60 grand. But people don't fucking get it. They don't fucking get it. I'm like, you know how much those fucking lights cost? The overhead and, for a promoter, right. dude, is so retarded. Now, so that's why I'm sitting there saying like, hey, you're not getting paid, right? Okay, well, did you even fucking promote people? How many people do you, that know you, but wait, really wait, wait, know wait. that they you're got, gonna They fight? got Facebook right. and they, yeah. have, they have Instagram now, so. They're they're promoting that fight. It costs no. Yeah, it costs. It costs zero fucking money for a fighter to promote himself. I know, and none of them do. It costs zero. So, and if they do, it's hacky and shitty and here's the Well, like one of the podcasts that I did, like one of the early ones, was how to get sponsored. That was Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Like how to get sponsored, right? So, if I go step by step through the process from a marketing branding point of view. You want to get known. You want someone to reach out to you or you want to reach out to someone and say, hey, sponsor me. Okay, fine. Who are you? I'm so-and-so on Instagram. Hey, your Instagram is locked. Why? Yeah. How the fuck am I going to find out who the fuck you are if you can't even sit there? Like, you're too busy hiding, like, photos. Like, then fucking clean it up. Man, yeah. like, it's business, bro. Like, your fucking feelings don't mean shit to me. Now, don't get me wrong. I get it on the aspect of... A lot of these guys don't have that knowledge. They they put all their 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 money, all the eggs on the basket that they're gonna win fights and they're gonna right, be champion. Right. Like I get that. That's not there's no one's fault the world, them. But we don't live like that anymore. It used to be, let's say if it was like boxing, you get a promoter, you get a manager, right? 
all right, I just show all I have to do is fucking show yeah. up to fight. Yeah. My manager's gonna take care of me, and the promoter's promoter, gonna sit yeah. there. Promoter gets twenty percent, manager gets ten percent, right? Yeah. Okay, so now out of the let's say hundred thousand dollars, now I have sixty thousand dollars because yeah. they had to get paid off. Now I gotta pay taxes, so maybe you're gonna come down to forty. Yeah. Right. All right. What are you gonna do with that forty thousand dollars? You're gonna have to pay off the coaches. Yep. You're gonna have to pay off all your bills. Now you maybe got five, ten thousand dollars. What yeah. are you gonna do? You're probably gonna go put it down on like a car. So yeah. Instead of investing yourself, like, oh, let me get someone to do marketing. Let me get someone to create shirts and go right, sell. Right, right, right. So it's the same thing. So if you see like some of the guys that I work with, the ones that really get it, like we only work together for a year, two years, and I teach them everything. It's like, all right, guy. Like now you go ahead and do it on your own. They're still making money off the shit that we did for a year. Yeah. Because yeah. you get the principles. But don't come to me like when you're fifty, you say, Oh, I should you're gonna end up like Chuck Liddell. Look at Chuck Liddell and Tito. Yeah, aren't they broke now? And that's why they need fights again. Tito something? supposedly is doing good, but Chuck is broke. Look at how broke Chuck is that he had to do a fucking YouTube dude, you mini series me, with Steve O. If you give me ten million dollars from my fighting career, dude, the little money I made in the UFC, I invested in this house. Like if you give me some money, I will invest it in Right, but you're the younger person. So there's you're like in this middle age between the older guys who think that, that they deserve the money because or that they, that they don't think the money's not gonna the money's gonna stop coming in. Right. That's where a lot of people make the wrong wrong mistake. Right. But then you also get the younger guys where they automatically think you see them, they're like, Oh, I'm gonna get signed to the yeah. UFC, that's it. There's one guy, I don't wanna say his fucking name because we have too many mutual friends, but I met this guy while I was helping somebody out preparing for a fight. He had just got signed to UFC. Just got signed. He was the fucking rock star in this whole green room while everybody's getting warmed up. Oh, yeah. And it's like talking to me. He's like, yeah, I just spent like a shit ton of my money from uh, the UFC contract. And I just bought a shit ton of Jordan. He got a signing bonus or something? Yeah, yeah. He Jesus. got paid like a bunch of stuff because he I and his fight like, was coming up right away. So he got a bunch of money. He's like, oh, I just spent a shit ton of it on just Jordans. I'm like, brilliant. I'm like, bro. You're coming up from nobody's to the UFC, and you already dropped more than half of your check. And on getting shoes. ripped off, like, dude, Jordans cost like three dollars to make, and you're dropping like a hundred something. Like, you're getting ripped Two off fights. on every level. Two fights, and he got booted. Guess who's fucking scrounging for scraps now, trying to get back into the UFC? Oh wow, what a surprise yeah. there! So it's like, I don't feel bad for you, man. Don't come ten years down the road and say like you got brain damage. Well, you probably got brain yeah. damage for being stupid because. You had the ticket to the big ticket, and then you had to go back down and fight for scraps all over again. So I fucking get it. I'm on your side, but I still think that it is 50 50. There, where they there take is, care no, there's, I, I agree. There, there is definitely some things the UFC does, and just other big shows in general, but we use them. But it's you gotta play the role. Moral. Yeah, you, you have, got, to, you have to, and here's, well, this you is my have to know thing. your role. Yes, know yeah. your role, but I also say this it's like, okay. Yeah, the UFC does some things that are immoral. The Reebok thing was wrong. I could go on all day about things they've done wrong. The USADA thing has gotten ridiculous. But here's the deal. Who in the hell has a gun to any of these people's head making them be a fighter? Accept the rules and play by the game or quit your fucking whining. No, I hate two things. The whole, oh, fighters don't get, you know, they don't get enough or this and that. It's like, oh, then don't be a fighter. Yeah. And then that's one. And then the other thing is when people are like, oh, you know, I'm a fighter. I deserve your respect and blah, blah, blah. You, you don't understand how hard I train. And I, like, they just think that they are entitled to this respect. Well, do, you it's respe- like, do you respect the guy that goes out and, and humps sod all day for his family? Yeah, it's like, no, exactly. Like, I, I don't, 
I'm just so sick of this entitled mindset that because I train hard by my own choice, that I somehow automatically deserve money and deserve respect from all the citizens around yeah. me. They're just well, supposed nobody to respect owes you me. shit for no one for owes you shit be, for well, your like, own choices. Right, but it's no one owes you shit. But also, no one owes you shit for you wanting to go after your dreams. You're going yeah. after them because you want them. Yeah. You're gonna do them regardless of the money. Like the money will come if you're that good. Yeah, yeah. But guess what? None of, like just because you love doing something doesn't mean, mean you're, you're that gonna, good. Yeah. Fighters have two jobs. Fighters have two jobs, and that's it. One, obviously, is to fight. Right. The second one is to put asses in seats. Yeah. If you can't, I was I was talking with. That's what the whole thing with like CM Punk. It's like, look, he he fucking can't fight for shit, but he put asses in seats and he put pay per view buys. If if you don't, these what fighters don't understand a lot is that they're in. They're not just in the fight game. You're in show business. Yes. Show. Well, that's the like, and I said that as soon as. The whole thing, the the WME deal, switch before that. Yeah, that's gonna it's get more always show been show yeah, business. It's like no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, as soon as that happens, business. I was like, oh, that's gonna be so good because it's gonna be like fight or flight for so. Because if you could be the best fighter on the planet, Demetrius Johnson, and if nobody fucking cares, and he got it. If nobody fucking cares. You're not gonna get paid. And, no. But he's still getting paid, and you know how he's getting paid? Fucking playing video games because he's well, he's on Twitch. Yeah, because no, he was smart enough to yeah. sit there, and he and he got fucked even more because when the whole thing with the sponsorship like cut off with the Reebok, he was getting he was, he was getting sponsored by, by Xbox, Xbox. But yeah. he's still sponsored, but he can only do it like obviously through Twitch, through Twitch or and stuff like that. So he still got paid. So yeah, he's not getting like the fucking crazy pay per view like money, and he's only got a handful of guys that he gets yeah. to fight with. But he's sitting fucking pretty up in Washington, fucking making money. My whole thing is, is why he doesn't have to fight anymore. Yeah. Like I was talking with. But man, like, how old is he? He's like thirty-six. I mean, yeah, is that old? I don't know. I don't know how old he is. He's young. But we, he's we, we just guess. Yeah, but he's still Again, clean. We don't like, do mentally. research on no this research. show. He's no research. Right. Here, if you want to watch the video real quick. But um, it doesn't matter. So like, you're in show business. If you don't, if nobody cares to watch you fight, no one cares to watch. No one's gonna pay no, to no. watch you. See, it comes down to this. It comes down to this. Fighting is still. Um, <laughs> fight, fighting is still Shakespearean drama. Yeah. They want a good guy. They want a bad guy. They want to see good triumph over evil. Yep. Regardless. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, on a stage. It's not. It's you think that's a ring? It's not downside, a ring. Like that is a fucking stage. The downside is like you. We spent the last, what, like 15 years going from trying to get MMA to become a respected sport worldwide, right? Yeah. And then the whole time it was fighting for ranks, fighting for ranks, like boxing, fighting for ranks. Right, right. But that's not the way it started. It was fucking super fights. You go to Japan, it was fucking crazy super fights. Or just in general, the freak show that was the first UFC of Hoist Gracie fighting this many times in a night versus big dudes or... That was a spectacle. Yeah, exactly. UFC began so, as a spectacle, a spectacle, but as soon as it became an, a legitimate sport, it became about show business. I remember one of the first angles, first like pro wrestling angle, right, was uh, Lions Den versus um, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. Yes, yeah. that was big and that was yep. beautiful. Yep, beautiful. But what you don't know is Tito was the genius at marketing himself from the get go. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he would he would with the, walk with the American and Mexican no, flag. He went deeper than that, dude. 
he would make, uh, I want to say it was like baseball playing cards, and he would go to the front rows, and he'd leave them on every chair. Smart. Beautiful. Smart. Like, that's before anybody even fucking yeah. thought about it. Not even, not even to, like, toot my own horn or anything, just to give my perspective on it. Like, I'm not a shit talker. I'm not good at, like, certain things. I'm never going to be the Conor McGregor. But, like, I felt like, luckily... Well, like, you don't, you don't want to take pictures with a heart on? I, no, I, I'll do that all day, but two and a quarter is not going to get anybody excited. <laughs> I got so, a power too. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I will say, but it's two and a quarter thick too. So it's like a thick, <laughs> you know, it's like a sweet I got the potato. girth. The girth is where the girth. Goes. But the thing, like, with at least my short little spurt on TV and whatnot. <laughs> <Good segue laughs> yeah, that right. My little short time on TV, like even with going through the seizure, I, I, I was actually shocked that I got so much like. Uh, feedback about oh we want to see you fight i got a ton of messages constantly on you got the sympathy Facebook and, that was the well, sympathy not even part. just the sympathy but like even during the fights and stuff like the, the the fights that even though they were losses like i would talk about it and like i would post videos do a bunch of interviews like this with people and basically i was like i'm gonna be myself i'm gonna be well spoken i'm gonna be as real as i can be and i don't have to be the bad guy i could be a good guy fighting another good guy and i could talk up the fight and like make people understand like basically like let's say i was fighting i'm just gonna make it up off the rip uh let's say i was fighting jacare okay mm. for the sake of argument right i would be like do you got do you fans at home understand what i'm going against I'm going against a man who is willing to let his shoulder be destroyed because he's ahead on points. And I would go into all of Jacare's accolades and be like, this is what I'm up against. I'm just some young, not even a good redneck, some young country wannabe redneck from South Carolina who went after, like, I would go into this whole promo about basically like, I ain't shit. And I'm out here going balls to the wall. And I'm going to win this thing. And if I'm not, I'm going out on my shield. And I'm going against this ultimate Goliath. And I would make it sound like a David Goliath. And I could make it a good guy. I don't know what I'm, how to explain it. But all you have to do is be well-spoken. And I feel like you could convince fans into being fans of the actual technical But you sport. would educate it. Educate people. Right. But like talk to them. Like I, Basically, I feel like if every fighter just took whatever their personality was... Like, doesn't matter if you're a bad guy, good guy. Maybe you're just a, a pussy guy who does, is really quiet and gets pushed over. I feel like if you turned your personality up to 15 and then every, market it every way you can, do as many interviews as you can, get your own website, get business cards, talk to people at the gym, go out person to person and just meet people. Like, be sociable, turn it up to 10, 15. Yeah. You could, maybe you you're not going to be a Conor McGregor, but you could up your worth and you could up your ticket sales. But it's, that's... That's showing that you already have the plan to get in front of people. I think the problem is a lot of these guys like don't fucking get it. So you get those super shitty promos yeah. that they always play right before the fight. He's a great fighter, and uh, tonight I'm gonna go for the knockout. And like you could tell that honor, they got fed. Yeah. It's yeah. an honor being the UFC. Uh, this guy, you know, he's really he's a tough legend. opponent. I'm really glad for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, same shit the last ten guys. Yeah. So it's like it's lines that get fed up to them, like because I had to do that. I'm the one that sat there and did that for like a couple <laughs> of promotions, and like they would give me the lines, like oh feed him this line. I'm like I'm not gonna fucking feed him any fucking line. Let's get a talk. Yeah, to him. yeah. Like I'm gonna fucking talk to the guy. And those are the interviews that came out the best. Like, but when you sit there and say this is what you need to say, like, fuck man, yeah. you wonder why you're still only getting five and five for a show. Yeah, it's because who the fuck are you? You're gonna come up like I tell people you have. Let's say. Most fighters get there Monday, right? Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, the week of the fight. Media day is Wednesday. 
Thursday is really just kind of like cutting weight. You might have to do a workout yeah. maybe, but it's really Wednesday where you do everything. Friday is weigh-ins and maybe a couple of interviews. And then the fight Saturday. Yeah. So you literally only have, what, three days? Three solid days where all eyes on you, yeah. cameras are every like 10 feet away, and you're not going to fucking use it? Three days to make people give a shit. Yeah. Because come Sunday morning, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Come Sunday. No, it's done. Unless you had something viral or you said something funny or whatever. Dude, that's why I'm, that's another thing that I'm itching to get back to is I figured out, like you said, a lot more about the promotional side of things. And it's like, dude, I just got to get back to a fight and make it happen. Because I I mean, even my last fight was this, the promoter's a total scumbag. Uh, Bobby Mitchell, if you're listening, I hope you get slapped around in a car accident. You're a horrible person. But he did put on a show in my hometown, the first chance I'd ever gotten to fight uh, in my hometown. And dude, there must have been two or three hundred ticket sales. I mean, it was, there was, I'll put it this way, the crowd was there for me. I mean, yeah. they were definitely there for other fighters and stuff, but like it was a hometown thing and like people gave a shit. They came yeah. out. I mean, two months later, people would talk to me about the fight and like you just gotta make people care. You got, you've gotta care too. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, some of these guys I see, it's like, I understand they love the training and this and that, and they love like the feeling of knocking somebody out, but like, you got to let your ego run wild a little bit. It's already going to run wild in the cage. You got to like push yourself, say things like, I don't know. No, look, you're, you're preaching to the choir, man. Like, yeah, look, yeah. I've, I've been working in show business since I was like 15. And I always like tell people like, I love like the shit talkers. If it was like me, like Colby would have nothing. Connor would have nothing. The kind of shit that I would be talking, and people are like, "Man, you guys are in the same sport. You gotta have respect for each other." You don't pay my fucking bill. Yeah. And come yeah. like fifty years old, sixty years old, you're not gonna be there fucking holding my hand in yeah. my fucking mansion, asshole. Like, and, I don't give a fuck. And not only that, here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with telling the dude, "Look, I'm gonna ramp it up." Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna wrap it up, so get ready. I'm gonna say some shit. I say wouldn't it. say, but that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't even like say that. I'd be like, but no, it gets better like that because if they know what their playing field is on, instead of them taking it personally yeah. and like not knowing how to say, it, if they can play into that same mentality, yeah. that's how you sell a fight. Look at John Jones and DC. John, I, I but look, John, they John, might they might really hate each other. I don't know. I think no, for these, no, for sure. that they could should. be. I, but, definitely. But, it could also be, look, this, we're going to say some shit. No, that's the Brock Lesnar and Dan DC. Maybe, yeah, the Brock DC. DC thing. I really think that's, they do hate each other. Because DC seems to take you know, here, here, Here's the number one rule. Number one rule of professional wrestling. If it happens on TV, it's a work. That's, that's not true. Yes. No. Well, pro wrestling. Slap the reporter. What was the one guy that slapped Dr. D. Board? David Schultz? Well, he's like, it's fake, huh? Well, that's fake. No, 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 no. no. That's, 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 that's that guy wasn't a wrestler. I'm talking when it's between two of the boys. Yeah. If it happens on on TV, yeah. it's a work. My thing in fighting, too, like you just said, though, just don't take it personal. Anything. Like, I could, dude, I would laugh so hard. Like, if there was an 185-pound McGregor and he was that big and he was willing to talk all this shit on me, I would I would literally be dying laughing. Like, I, could, I, I love having the balls broken, dude. Break yeah. my balls. Shit on me. See, however like, you want. I would, Seize your weasel. I don't care. Like, I would go the fucking route like Muhammad Ali and, like, fucking get the bus, show up in front of your house at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning with the fucking bullhorn. Like, I'd go all out. I'd do that. Like, because that's, at the end of the day, like, all the shit talking is going to happen. That's why, like I said, even with Connor, everyone hates Connor so much. I'm like, 
you didn't know who the fuck he was four years ago. You had no fucking clue. And as all the shit that you're talking about now and all the stuff he did come 20 years down the road, you're going to sit there and quote him. Do you Just believe Muhammad Ali? They fucking hated Muhammad Ali. Did do you believe? Do you believe yeah. Oh, they, they, uh, Ali they was hated. He went to fucking jail, bro. He went to jail. I knew he went to jail, but I didn't, but I didn't know the whole drama. No, no, no. I just listened no. to the shit hated. talking and watched oh, the fights. Dude, they, like, the, no, the thing that Especially in the 60s. He was before yeah. my time. Yeah. No, well, yeah, was before my time, too. But especially in the 60s when people were still kind of proper. Yeah. To have yeah. this guy. To have just, a black guy come on black, TV. Yeah, like, and... Proclaim he is the greatest. Yeah, yeah. And then he was the greatest. And then he was yeah. the greatest. Howard Cosell saved his ass so bad. Like if it wasn't for Howard Cosell, like interviewing him and kind of showing who he really was, yeah, like yeah. he would have he would have been like that horrible, horrible <laughs> yeah. guy. But like, look what happened. Like that's what I'm saying. You don't know. Like if you go dig deep, you see like how much like white people hated him. It's like oh he needs to yeah. stop talking. Like the black guy shouldn't be so yeah, so out yeah. there and stuff. Like now what? Like every two days someone's posting the. A fucking uh, Muhammad Ali quote. What's up, buddy? We got dogs here. These yeah. we're like the the dog people version of cat people. <laughs> here, here, here's my question with Connor. Like uh, he's, I, I've read an interview that said he attributes his into all of his success to reading The Secret. Ha! <laughs> That's funny. I, what the, I mean, the look, book The Secret, right? The book The, the Secret. The book The Secret about you know the law of attraction. Right. Right. Do you think that is something that uh, would you be, would you believe him? Um, I wouldn't necessarily believe him, but I get where it, like the law of attraction is there. At the end of the day, dude, it's there. It's, the it's, secret, you, the secret is a bullshit book. Yes, but the the principle is the legit. principle is legit. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah. that's the principle is the law of attraction. Yeah. All they did is the, the secret, secret made it more palatable. The, I feel Oprah, like, yeah, the secret sold you. I feel like the secret just sold you your own fucking suitcase like you already had something and it yeah. sold it to you all you got to do is realize like if you think every day in a certain direction and then start to take steps in that direction you'll get to where you're going if that's the right direction yeah. you know to get to that well place. It, it, I mean, it, it, it's a truth it, it's we we do create our reality absolutely you know what i'm saying like yeah. like we we do we don't think about it because we, you're too busy. Yeah, you're be, too busy being it. You're, you're too busy being your own reality. Right, you're really too busy being negative, it. and you're too busy like looking at all the bad shit. One of the best things that I ever heard anyone tell me, and it was I was working with the band Vertical Horizon, and I know Vertical Horizon. Yeah, that's the old '90s. That's the old school. Yeah. So like he was like a client of mine for for a couple of years. So. Like, I'm just talking to him, like, saying all that stuff. Like, you know, how did you get started with doing this and doing that? How did you meet so-and-so? And he's like, he got asked, like, someone called him up. It's like, hey, can you play, like, some, like, weird, like, string instrument? He's like, totally, yeah. He's like, I have no fucking clue what that instrument is. Like, he went and he just BSed his way. But, like, they realized that he didn't really know it. But the fact that he was positive and he came in with the right mental, like, mindset... Like, showed it. At the end of the day, nobody wants to work with a fucking bad vibe. Yeah, nobody wants 100%. To work. So if you pump that out there, like, you'll be, you get stuff tenfold. Well, I honestly think Steve is going to manifest the fight with Jacare. I've heard him talk about this fight with Jacare. Dude, I'd love it. I really believe he, in he, I, he, 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 
I think that's something that's going to manifest because he talks about it. I might sound delusional. I really don't care. And, I, dude, I'm a, you can't not be a For sure you would take right. it, though. But I'll tell you this. If you get me healthy, and I will say this, and it might be proven wrong, but I don't care. If you get me healthy and in shape, basically get me healthy and then give me four to five weeks to get in shape, I will fight anybody on the planet and make I don't give a shit at 85, possibly 205. And yeah, I think I could absolutely beat Jacare. 100. percent right. I could beat more than him, dude. Like, there's so many guys I watch and I see like holes in their game. And God knows, you watch my fights and you see holes in my game. But I've I I know how to fix those holes. And I and that's what pissed me off. My last fight back in October 16, before it was knee surgery, jaw surgery, knee surgery, toe, had a tooth prop, all this stupid, stupid stuff. Best fight of my life. Like I not only just like the performance itself, but like. Everything was just like anytime he did something, he paid for it. Anytime yeah. he did something, he paid for it. And my knee was actually jacked up in that fight, and he rolled a knee bar at the very end on the knee. The knee locked out. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to walk again, but I had, like, as far as if we had to both stand back up, like, I was proud, it was a chance it wouldn't lock back into place. Right. So I was able to, I don't know how to explain it, but if I can get the same mentality as I did my last fight, which it really has never left, and get healthy, yeah, fight anybody. I think I could tap Jacare. I really believe in my jujitsu, and that's the thing. Guys in the gym that might train with me might go, "Nah, you know, I don't know about that." But not you guys. You got, but like, there's guys no, over totally at the main same. gym no. where <laughs> there's guys at the main gym where like they might say against that. But that's the thing. I'm I'm really nice in my training. I'm a cunt when I fight. Yeah. Like I'm really nice in training because I'm trying to stay healthy. I don't want to piss anyone off. But when I come to fight, dude, I'm there to die or not. Like yeah. I'm a cunt. Really a big cunt when I fight. I, I, all my niceness just goes out the window. And so I, who would I be? Know. Who would be? Do you think would be the best? Return UFC fight for you, like not Jacare. Like let's say yeah, the yeah, legit, yeah. like the UFC is like well, this is the fight that we'd give you. You know what? I've had this weird daydream. I daydream constantly, and I really don't care. I'll put it out there. I had this one daydream that they had a UFC. Honestly, probably like a Derek Brunson or something, because he's from North Carolina. And yeah. if they ever did a card, which he's he's ranked, so I thought I get it. But my thing was, I have this daydream that like somehow when I come back, I get a fight on the Contender Series. Make it impressive, get my contract, start asking for good guys right away, start doing my little idea of my gimmick and how I would push myself. Right. And then from there, maybe like Derek Brunson's going to highlight a card somewhere in the Carolinas where I have a really big following. And then, uh, yeah, like he, his opponent drops out two weeks and I just immediately, not so even talking shit, just like. Well, you, like, still, you still have Dana's number. I can I have connections. I don't have his number, but I have connections to him. But it wouldn't. Just, I wouldn't even use those. I wouldn't even use those connections unless I absolutely had to. I would do it on my own merit and just be like, "Dude, are you By like?" The way, I would. That's what you're supposed to do. I would. I would you write, use those connections. Well, I, would, I would. I would use like, those connections after I put it out there and gave them a pro. Like basically, I wouldn't just try to use those connections. Who's gonna you know? see that connection? Who's gonna see that if you put it out there? Well, that's my point, though. People would see it and they would go, "Okay, well, this kid's trying to sell Maybe. himself." And Maybe you can't guarantee that. No, that's not team. true because he's already got passed. He's got connections. Look, let's be honest. No, no, he's, I know it. He's, he's got connections. He's used two phone calls away from directly going use, to the You don't. If that away. happens and you hear about it, you call your connection. Well, yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't be asking for. I would do that, but I'm saying I wouldn't ask for anything free. Like, hey, please put me yeah. on there, and then you lose money. So, no, I would go on there and go. I would literally get on social media, whatever, make the same videos I've made before, and go. 
Do you want, like, you have nothing to lose here, UFC. You've got a Carolina guy. I'm going to put asses in seats. And guess what? Like, every time before, I'm either going to go out there and end this dude's career or get mine ended. Something's going to go down. Hopefully you not like, careers. I don't, I, don't I, want you guys, I don't want either of you guys to end you know, your you careers. Do it. Dude, you gotta, I would be with no time limits if I could. You I'm a go purist. Shannon Briggs style. That's what you got to do. Go oh, I've, Shannon. Never heard, I've never heard of any Cannon's promotion. I know Shannon oh. the Cannon Briggs, but... Bro, like, with... Uh, what's his face? The, the Russian guy... He, oh, um, uh, Klitschko. Klitschko. He walked into the <laughs> restaurant. He would like walk into the restaurant and say, yo, you fight me, motherfucker. You're fight me. Fight the champ. And then he went as far as Klitschko like, threw water on him. Klitschko, well, because they, they both live down here. Like, Klitschko's got like a house down in like Fort yeah. Lauderdale and Shannon's got like one out there too. So then like Klitschko's out there paddleboarding. And Shannon shows up on a fucking kayak. He's like, you can't dodge me, Oh, my serious? God. I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you can't come dodge me, son. You can't. You can't. He's like trying to like knock him off that the board and stuff like that. Like, I mean, if you, they had like a card. Let's say like the, the Louisiana card. Yeah. Like if you went up there and just weighed in. Like you called out the guy that was sitting there. Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Is there anybody that you kind of like, oh, I'd like to punch that motherfucker mm. in the face. In the middleweight division of the UFC or in general? No, the middle in the UFC because or or Bellator, dude. Who knows? There's guys that I just have a hard on for fighting, not because like I don't like them, just because of the hype they get. And I guess it's just my ego that's jealous and it's like I need that hype. So like I've always wanted to I'd like to fight that guy. What's the the jujitsu champion in Bellator? And he actually looks pretty good. Dylan Del- Dennis? No, no, no. That he, he no. Gary, Gary Tonin is it, in one FC. No, but he's not a middleweight though. No. Bell, Bellator's that got that middleweight. We're not uh, Lovato. Oh, What's his name? Rafael Lovato. Rafael Lovato. I'd love to fight that guy. I would love to fight like Eric Anders Does or the Israel Adesanya guy. Did he? Who? Rafael Lovato? Yeah. No, no, he's got his own school. Man. Yeah, I think he's a northeastern guy. I think no, I think I think he's like Missouri or who's that? Who's he's the like guy mid, that came Midwest? Adolfo Vieira was there. Adolfo, Adolfo Vieira. Sapato's Sop- sick. Like yeah. see, that's the thing. Sapato. I saw him. He I, could be a blue. Like talking about like oh, I don't care about belts. That's the thing. I just care about a guy's skills. You know, yeah. like Sapato, no gi gi MMA. I love training with that guy. That guy is super talented. But um, in general, like. Uh, you know, Lovato, I'd like to fight that Eric Anders guy, the Israel guy, the Boachina guy, any of those guys. Because they've got this hype. And don't be wrong, dude. Yeah, of course they can knock me out. But that's yeah. the thing. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I've, I've had a seizure on national television. I've had all the worst things. I've had to hold a poop in a fight while this guy, I, in white tights, I had to shit <laughs> so bad because I did a horrible weight replenishment and went to war with this dude, got my nose destroyed. And I'm sitting there trying not to poop myself in front of my hometown, basically, like an hour from where I'm from. Well, so I, I've had all the worst shit. What I don't did you, what did you? What did you eat? That's what I want to know. Oh, nothing but diuretics after the commission fucked me over on the... They made me cut an extra six pounds because their scale was six pounds off. And then I come back in and they go, oh, by the way, we we, we were trying to find you, but we couldn't find you. And we were just going to give guys as long as they're within like four pounds or something because our scale's off. So I freaked out, got mad, started eating diuretics, didn't know anything about nutrition, oh. like apple juice. Um, oh. I was doing... Uh, and then the, here's the other thing. After I did all the diuretics, my stomach got really upset and I kept pooping like water. And I'm like, dude, I'm not retaining water. I need to keep eating more. When if I had probably just given myself two or three hours to like settle and then start eating, I'd have been fine. But I didn't know better. You know Matt Welch? Of course. He he was there for that one. He was there for that one. It was a literal shit show. Yeah. So wait, hold on. Are you telling me that apple juice is a diuretic? Yes. 
It will make fucking you Fucking explains me two weeks ago. I was chugging down apple juice. I fucking oh, spent you, the night I bet in the you fucking can. Stinkiest <laughs> farts, right? Worst farts ever. It was oh, the dude. worst. I'll give a funny story for the, the listeners. I was sitting in the locker room. And it was, I think I was, yeah, I was the main event that night. And it was me, Cole Miller, and then Matt Welsh. They were in my corner. And, like, all the emotions that come within a locker room, like, halfway through the fight. You've got people, like, hugging their court. You've got the happy side. One kid's on a stretcher, like, oh, like, I had something broken, getting set back into place by the paramedics. You've got extreme pain. You've got all everything in the middle of extreme pain and then extreme joy and i'm sitting there in all this chaos a, lo- a locker room full of like god knows 30 40 people and cole's on top and guard like just doing some like i'm basically doing like some up kick stand up drills yeah. and he's he stands over me i go cole cole back up back up cuz i've been literally <laughs> running to the toilet every 5 10 minutes not kidding just to go poop it was that bad i just sat there and i at the loudest most atrocious, disgusting fart. I'm surprised it didn't turn into a shark. But it was just like, to give an idea, it was like a... Like talking. It was like a fucking... It was like a baby... Dude, it was like a baby goat dying or something. And then I swear to God, everyone in the locker room, everyone, including the guy... There was a guy on a stretcher. I can't remember what was hurt on him, but he had been screaming. Everyone, the paramedics, the coaches, the fighters... Started dying laughing. The whole locker room erupted in laughter. That's how loud and obnoxious this fart was. That was a good story. And then I, yeah, went out there and had a psycho fight. Got my nose broken. Tried not to poop myself with white tights. Because yeah. I, I kept thinking, dude, if I shit myself, they might call it a TKO or something. You know, they might stop no, it. Yoel got away with shitting during a fight. Yeah, but I'm in white tights, and this wouldn't have been a little oh, bit. This would have, yeah. like, if it's coming out, it would have been staying, explosive. Like, hey, you could have been the first fighter with color-changing fight choices. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it would have gotten you noticed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> been, hey, so we'll have a seizure on national yeah. television. We I'm good a, on all that. We had a guy that happened to, like, back in the in the Jocko days. There was a guy, it was like a purple belt. He came in, he trained. and One, then, one time. Yeah, he yeah. shit himself and then... Never uh, came back. No, he came back once and then I guess something happened and like, yeah, uh, he came one more time. Actually, just heard, remember a funny story. That he was happened from to Poland a kid. or something like that. No, he was Russian. Russian. This uh, happened in high school. This kid got in a fight and shit himself. Never showed up to school again. This is, this is this is the best. Fuck, I just remember this story. This was great. There was this one kid, Mike. He was like your size, like 100% like you, the fucking dumbest kid ever. And this uh, this other kid, uh, kid, Robertson. So Mike, you know how like you get sit down like in the files, right? It's always like rows, yeah, yeah, yeah. like four or five rows. You're in the classroom. So this kid, Mike, is at the end of the row. He gets up to go sharpen his pencil because he's fucking old school. And as he's walking past this kid, Robertson, in the front, he fucking shoulder checks him. He just like fucking checks him like as he walks by, sharpens his pencil, and as he comes back. Robertson gets up and just starts fucking wailing on the kid. So he's fucking wearing like shorts. He's getting wailed on. And all of a sudden everyone's saying like, oh, he just shook something out of his leg. Fucking shit just came straight out of his fucking shorts. He starts grabbing backpacks, throwing them, trying to hide it that he just shit himself. Fucking everybody ran out of the classroom because it fucking smelled so, so bad. So he got wailed on and it caused he, him that fight or flight. He literally got in. the shit beat out of him. Yeah, fight or flight kicked in and this butthole just went self defense mode. And <laughs> I wonder how often Robertson tells that story. 
Let me, let me tell you about the time I beat somebody. No. So this kid, like, obviously they get suspended. They come back, whatever, 10 days later. This kid is like, hey, Mike, don't shit yourself. We all fucking ripped on this kid. Never came back again. Oh, dude. Kind of feel bad, but, I mean, he was a dick. So Yeah. Dude, yeah. Well, but Robertson can have that story for the rest of his I life. I somebody shit himself. Hey, remember that time I beat that kid I up literally and he be- shit himself? Dude, that's, you, oh. I beat the shit out of him. I yeah. literally beat it out of him. Oh, man. I, oh, so did you see the video of the black belt going yes. off? Yes. How crazy is that? That's that's unprofessional of a black belt. A black belt should be more composed than that. Yeah, well, what do you think is going to happen to him? He's Gracie Baja. Nothing. Right? No, if he's Gracie Baja, nothing's going to happen. Even, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, The dude from California, what's his freaking face? He got a year suspension for jumping the gate. Um, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Oh my gosh. Out of California, I don't San know. Diego, who's got the big school there. Art of Jiu-Jitsu, Mendez? No. Uh, oh, my gosh. I can't believe I can't remember his fucking name. Atos? Yeah. Andre Galvao? Galvao, that's what it was. Galvao, like, he got uh, suspended for a year. Or he got banned for a year because he jumped the gate. Were you there when Charles McCarthy... Do you remember... Uh, I don't know if you remember, because uh, he came after you guys kind of stopped hanging out at... ATT Boynton, but uh, everybody was calling him A Train. Big kid, I can't. Andrew's name was Andrew. He was fighting, uh, and he was fighting his first or second fight up in uh, in the, uh, I think Fort Pierce. Fort Pierce for like Rise of the Warriors, something something like that. And he was getting there was no ground and pound, and his opponent started ground and pounding him, and Charles. Jumped the fucking fence. I want and went that. after him. There's video. No, I want Charles that. going after that really? dude. No, and the cage. I wish I had seen that. And you know Charles. Charles. Charles McCarthy. For those of you that don't know, Charles McCarthy is probably one of the nicest humans. Like the most unassuming, nice guys you ever meet. But he's got a switch. The chainsaw. The switch. chainsaw switch. And that's the, that was his nickname, Chainsaw Charles McCarthy, because. When that switch got clicked, man, he was a, he was an absolute savage. But otherwise, like otherwise, he's like a computer geek, sociopath. <laughs> that's basically no, what literally, literally that's what he does. He's like he's like a computer I think, guy. Yeah, I think he is. He's really, a computer guy. Yeah. But he's also like, you know, he's he, he's he's always in the in the he he was part of the early part of the UFC becoming a sport. Right. You know. Yeah, what, uh, what gym was he from? When the FFA, AK, guy? FFA, FFA. I was, just, I don't know why I was thinking. And then, he, then ATT. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, had yeah. the ATT Boynton. Well, he had Boca first. That's where we Boynton met at the same time. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the story about how Steve and I met? And real quick about Tavia pooping on the mat. You were talking about people pooping. Remember that kid pooped on the mat at ATT Boynton? No. Okay. So wait, kid. wait, who who pooped it? He just pooped time. on the mat, and he was some kid who was like super awkward. And they were like, "Tavi, did you do that?" And he's like, "No." No, like you're the only one rolling there. Yeah, he's some kid. So, uh, so, so Steve, sneaked out. Steve. So let me. I'll tell you the story about how Steve and I met. We were. I was training at ATT Boca Raton, and one day the skinny, fucking tall, gangly little fucker walks into the doors. And you're like, I want some of that. No, no. He me too'd me. <laughs> no. And uh, okay, are you a grinder? <laughs> <laughs> this is before grinder. <laughs> and uh, Steve trains, and then he's there for a couple days, and I'm like, dude, 
I'm, you know me, I'm a friendly guy. I start talking to him. He's like, yeah, I just came down. I go, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah, I just graduated high school. I'm 18 years old. Yeah. I was living in the hotel. Like, Sean's like, yes. No, he's living in a hotel. I go, you're living in a hotel? I go, he, he goes, yeah. I go, what do you, you know, I, we started talking about eating food. I go, well, what are you eating? He's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, and ravioli. And ravioli? Yeah. So I was like, like, a pretty good meal. Trailer Park Boys died. Yeah. So... Um, I was like, no, you need to come over to my house and we'll cook you a meal. So he came over to my house and uh, Tracy made spaghetti with enough meat sauce and everything and made it made enough so he could take home and have enough spaghetti to eat for a couple days yeah. rather than yeah. just. They fed the weasel and the too. weasel kept coming back. You don't feed wild animals. Yeah, so they man, keep curling he, he literally came down here with just enough money to train. And stay at this hotel. Living the dream. Living the dream. But as an 18... So, something else you might not know about Steve. He did not go to a senior prom. Or graduate. Well, well no, I went to graduation. Just not to parties. You didn't Wait, did party. you graduate? Yeah, no. I no, walked across the stage. Oh, you walked across the stage and then walked... Then drove to the venue for the weigh-in? Or yeah, yeah. Drove it was to the weird. venue for the weigh-in. He, he didn't go to prom because he had a fight. So Good. Yeah, it. it's fucking worthless. No, but you know what? No, no, I gotta give Eric Lee credit for that. The owner of the fight farm. He's like my dad. He, I fought in January, and like the last half of senior year, Eric was. It was kind of like, hey man, if you, you know, if you want to just go to college and do the college thing, you need, you know, do it. But if you're claiming to be about this fighting, you need to be about it. Like yeah. no bullshit. Eric is not a bullshit dude. He's probably. I, pr- I have more respect for him than any human on this planet. And. He was just basically saying, like, you need to make a decision. Because he had actually brought me down for a Ricardo Laborio, Matt Lindland, and Chuck Liddell, and uh, what was Chuck's trainer? John Hackleman's seminar. Oh, wow. So he brought me for that seminar at ATT, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a college for martial arts. You know, so it was either either go to, I think I was going to go to the University of Alabama, which they would have won all those damn uh, national championships. <laughs> had you been there. Yeah, so I probably would have contracted a lot of STDs. But it was either go there. Or go to ATT, and I remember um, Eric was, like, telling me, you know, be about it. So I fought in January of 09, was my first amateur fight. And in North Carolina, it's same-day weigh-ins. That'll come up later. But right. he, he was, they said, we got our next show on the 4th of April. Do you want to be on it? And I said, yes. And that's all. And it, when I say yes or give my word, Eric was big on – he always was like, yeah, if you give your word – you better have a damn good excuse, you know, to yeah. not be able to uphold that word. So when I f- realized that the show was um, on the same night as my senior prom, and I had some girlfriend I'd been with briefly, um, and she ended up breaking up with me because I had no problem with her. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, something about not so I was like, I was almost going to back something out like of the this, fight. Not listen to her. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I was about to back out of the fight and just be like, ah, it's my prom. And Eric goes, nah, fuck that. You told him you were going to be there. You gave me your word. You need to fucking go or, or just, just. Basically, it was like, if you go to prom, go to college. If you want to fight, maybe you could consider the fighting thing. So I skipped prom, went to the fight, got my first TKO and my first broken hand. And then, um, yeah, I, I missed prom, but we had a six spring break right after that. And we made up for it on spring break. And then I told him that night after I won that fight, they really liked me. A lot of people were like, you know, who is that kid? This and that. So they're like, we want to get you on our next show. Uh, it's June 6th. And I'm like, all right, cool. Turns out June 6th was the day of graduation. <laughs> and you walk across the stage that day. So Eric worked out. He didn't want me to walk across the stage. but So he worked it out where uh, 
be quiet. My poodle's crying. <laughs> and so he, he worked it out where... Jealous. Um, yeah, he is jealous. Worked it out where, like, because um, the same day weigh-ins in North Carolina, right. that um, they were like, all right, instead of weighing in at 12, if you get here by 5 and weigh in, you're good. But it was a three-hour drive from where I live because MMA was still illegal in South Carolina right. to, like, host events. So... I got done walking across the stage, probably, I don't even remember what time, probably around two, and I'd already cut weight that morning. And I didn't have much weight to cut back then to get to 70, so I probably cut like six pounds that morning. And then um, got to the I got to the venue, got on the scale at five, ate a Subway sandwich, drank a Gatorade, and went out and fought and beat that guy. And then, yeah, like a week later, that's I left, and I probably met you two, three weeks after that. Yeah, that's nutty, man. But, yeah. So it was either like, dude, go for this, or it was it was just there was two feet. I had a good person who was like, listen, by all means, do what you want, but if you're gonna do it, two feet and both hands into it, no, yeah. no half-ass in anything. It's not a sport that you can have fucking one foot in the door. Well, Eric wouldn't have let me half-ass anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether I went to college or not, or this like whatever I was gonna do. Eric and me were already super tight to this day. He's like my dad, and it's like. You know, there was no half-assing, whatever I did. So yeah. the fact that I chose fighting, it's like, all right, motherfucker, well, you better be about it. I don't want to hear any of this bullshit, you know, talk. And God knows all the people that post nowadays on social media so they can look cool, but it's like they're not. Sean. <laughs> yeah. Well, look cooler. Yeah, but you're about cool. that life. I am you're cool. About you are about that life. It's like if you're about that life, all means do it all day. But people, they want to portray this image, and it's just, it's like. I don't even care. I honestly don't hate on him. I mean, because I kind of feel flattered. It's like, I'm really about it, and you're trying to act like someone who's about it. So, hey. Well, you'll get him walking into the gym. Like, you've seen the guys like, oh, yeah, they said I could come in and spar with the pros. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Like, I've seen that so many times where they fucking throw you to, like, the line. I've seen people thrown to the wolves. Not just that. Not just. I've seen it. And I've been in a lot of gyms in my day, and I've seen people thrown to the wolves. Oh, that's the fucking best. Especially because of those guys. (laughs) Throw Not, or no, 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 I just, no, I've been Where one of those guys. Down? I wasn't like a dick, like, oh, can I go in? But I've, I've, I've jumped in with the wolves before. Yeah. You know? No, I've seen that so many times, especially like in Jocko, like, or like other James where I'm like fucking photographing and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'd like, I'll walk in as another guy walks in like, oh yeah, I'm here for the, for the pro like uh, training. I'm like, bro. You're not here for pro training. Yeah. You're not. Dude, you don't want to do this. When like, when Jocko, when the Black Zillions and all that was still going on, and dude, I was still a black belt, and I would go and train with them sometimes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm. Uh, and even I, and look, I worked there teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew all the fighters. I knew all the coaches, and I felt weird going onto this onto the mats with them because it's like. They're there day in, day out. They're yeah, putting work is, for their lifestyle. And, and I only wanted to go. I wasn't going there for me to train. I was going there to help. But at the same time, I was like, I feel weird because this isn't my role. You know? Yeah, I, I, right, I, right. It's it just, I don't feel right because I almost feel like I'm intruding. Yeah, but you know your role. Like, right, you right. understand. You didn't come in with but the I was ego, invi- like, oh, I'm yeah. here with the pros. So, yeah. I was invited. Yeah. I do the but, same thing with gi. Like, if I go into, like, a gi competition class at a legit gi school, or even the one at ATT when it's, like, certain gi classes, like, I know my role. I'm not here to be the douchey fighter who just sits there and crosses Oh, there's a pro way no, with I mean, us. I'm here to play gi. I'm here to play yeah. gi, and if I'm the brown belt and there's a bunch of black belts, I mean, okay, I'm here to play gi. Like, you gotta, like you said, know your role, you know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of knowing your roles, 
was hanging out with this guy over the weekend at those fights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shit got fucking crazy. I, I told you I had to sneak in, right? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, I didn't tell you, Sean. Oh, no, you did mention <coughs> that you were saying with the bracelet and you were yeah, just going to hold the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bracelet, Dude, so I had to corner Pete. That night was kind of wild. So. That fucking whole place was like crazy. So, like, my homeboy had asked me to, to come and photograph his fight because it was his retirement fight. So, I was like, for sure, hands down. I'll be yeah, there. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to miss that. Like, as a fan, I'm not going to miss that. But if I get to actually document and take photos, <laughs> for sure. I'm you not took gonna... pictures of a bunch of the fights, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Well, I took a picture of, like, the fighters and stuff, like, in the back, just oh, hanging out. Okay. Okay. But, like, I go and get my ticket, and this always happens. I'm like, man, like, I know he's not going to have my pass there. I know he's not, because he's, uh, he's fighting. He's yeah. not worried about that shit. I know how this Probably stuff works. Probably got 15 other passes up there. We actually had to take some uh, some uh, some type of pass or something to the front box office for really? at one point. So, yeah. It was funny, because when I went to the front and I asked her, it's like, she's looking, and I look, and there's an envelope for, like, John Anik on there for, like, his tickets and stuff, because he lives in Boca. John Anik does? Yeah, John Anik lives in Boca. He lives in Boca? Yeah. I had no idea. I've tried, like, I've tried, like, to get him to come and do my podcast. He doesn't answer me. He's like, okay, this guy's fucking nuts. He's too cool for us. Yeah, he's too up there. But anyway, I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, I'm texting his wife. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, did he leave you a pass for me or whatever? She's like, no, I don't have anything. He's like, fuck. I'm like, I can't leave here. Like, I'm yeah, here. I'm, I'm like, here. Like, I, there's no way that I'm like, I gave the man my word. I'm not going to fucking dip out. It's like, fuck it. We're going old school. So I fucking walked all the way around. I walked all the way to the back and like, no security. I'm like, just fucking walk right back in. And then like, that's when I walked yeah. up to you. I was like, hey, what's going on? As long as you start mingling yeah, with the people yeah, that are yeah. there, you act no natural. one says shit. So like commission started to like, to look at me, like wondering who the fuck I was. And then I started talking to you, but then they were still looking at me like kind of funky. And one of the ladies that was there, like I had, like talked to like a couple of times before like yeah. Titan FC fights and stuff like that yeah. so like after that it was kind of cool alright then I as had, long like, as you had your, I feel like as long as you have the camera out and you're actually working I snuck I snuck Sean in at, uh, at the new breed like that I was I, like I, 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 I grabbed the uh, tripod the tripod yeah and a bag yeah. over my shoulder like I'm here to work. Here to yeah, work. We, no, we were coming in. I was like, I don't feel like fucking paying for this shit. Like, and I didn't want to pay either. So I'm like, Sean, hold my tripod. And I was like, Tom, hold this bag. So then when I started yeah. walking in, I'm like, oh, I'm here to photograph. They're with me. They're like, oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No one says dick. No one else says shit to you as long as you come in exactly. looking like you own the place. But I've gotten away with murder with that camera. So that's why if you notice, like, yeah, he gave me a pass, but I still wasn't supposed to be where I was at right, when I was right. taking, the, like, the photos. But you, they had plenty of space back there. There was, like, 15 people back looking, there that shouldn't have been back there yeah. technically, but it's, like... But, you had, like, the fighters get away with it because the commission knows, like, all of them, so you guys right. fucking get leaked. Well, I was, I mean, I, I was actually there to corner people, yeah. so, like... You, you were know, actually working. I was actually belonged back How there. How much you made? For that, nothing. Yeah, it's his fucking coach. Come on, man. No, I wasn't cornering him. He didn't corner oh. Boba. No, you were... No, that, but I'll tell you this. I mean, all the teaching and stuff I've been doing, as far as, like, even just helping the amateurs, like, I've been pulling a lot of privates, man. A that's, lot of privates. You've been fucking And the thing work. is, is at the end of the day, it's like, I might be doing some corner work for free, or, like, I'm going to be cornering a bunch of the XFN for free. That's fine. But, you know, in the future, like, I know the game really well. I'll be a really good coach, you know. And I'm going to mm-hmm. be, like, not only, like, a coach to guys. I understand if you just coach a bunch of random guys, you might not make that much money. But, like, I'd like to be in some solid world champion, like, guys' camps. and like. Is help there any them. amateurs you're working with that are really talented? Yeah. Yeah, there's several. 
And and definitely like that's the thing is I don't really like and a lot of it is just passion project type stuff. Right. Like, I'm not trying to be. You want to be you, you got the yeah, you got the downtime. Yeah, exactly. And I exactly you want to you want to give back. I yeah, that. and that's the other thing too is like I I even told the amateurs that I'm doing some little sessions with at the gym who'll be fighting that night like listen. I'm getting something out of this too. Like y'all don't have to, pay, you know, no one's paying me for this. But at the end of the day, like I'm getting the experience. I'm coaching and learning, and I'm gonna be using the hell out of you guys as like the, uh, you know, my you need you, you need to train with guys that are better than you, and then the guys that are worse than you, so you can work your game. I'm like I'm gonna be in here trying to tap all you guys out with my new stuff. So you know when y'all and I'm gonna be rolling with them this week and just like. You know, that's my comeback roles. Let's roll with these guys that I Are you ready? Are you... Oh, yeah. Yeah. For certain things, you know. Stuff For certain. Right, right, Same right. stuff we've been doing pretty much, which is what they need is positional stuff. But in general, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's not necessarily like, oh, that's going to be the moneymaker. But it's almost like you're not making money going and getting your real estate license. You know what I mean? But it's it's when you actually start doing the real estate. Right, right, right. License. No, no, no. It's kind right, of under right. that premise, yeah, no, I get, you know I get what it. I, mean? I get like, it. I need the experience. Why are my poodles squealing? I think he's just trying to get attention. Jeez. So wait, so let me ask you this, because I've never actually looked into it. What does it take to get your license to corner a fight? Like $20 or something. That's all you got to do yeah, is like just pay 20 just bucks. just pay the state. Really? Yeah. yeah, and they like they were talking. They were like, you know... If you pay and get your license, I don't want to hear somebody just. Scr- I do. Basically, they were saying, don't don't uh, pay the twenty bucks to get your wife a license so she can come out there in your corner and be screaming, you know, hit him, hit yeah. him. I don't want to hear any of that. It's like, you know what? Screw you. She can see. They can scream whatever they want, dude. As long as they're not like actually like you know saying racist stuff or, or like talking, to, saying too much negative curse words and this and that or whatever when there's kids around which yeah, even yeah. then it's like why don't bring your kids to an MMA fight it's an MMA fight but I don't know I just the it's like there's, so, there's just so much stupid red tape everywhere oh. and do, dear god the amount of you have to deal with the promotion the people at the venue the athletic commission then you got to deal with paramedics the paramedics were there like you've got like 15 bodies of stuff coming so everyone I, Dude, MMA shows, not even just low-level ones, but the UFC, it's all a shit show, dude. Oh, it's like it's everybody takes every their job show. way too fucking way serious. Way too serious. But, they, but this thing, they suck at their job. They take it so yeah. serious, and they suck at it. It's like, dude, just do your job. Like, yeah. it's like just, are you really busting my balls over like a $20 fee for like, you see my license? So like, oh, ridiculous. but it expired yesterday. Come on. No I'll give credit. Now, I've had issues with different refs in Florida in the yeah. past. I always love the South Carolina refs. Not necessarily the South Carolina Commission at some points, but the refs who were at that show were all really cool. Well, the Florida Commission is definitely, like, I think there's one or two people that are good, but Florida Commission oh, is a shit dude, show. It is a, and not just the South Florida part. Like, in Tampa. No, all of it, yeah. Dude, I've sat there, oh, well, you're going to be on the scale by 6. It's 8.30. And I remember one time for a CFA uh, back in 2012, I cut a bunch of weight, got to 170. We were supposed to be on the scale by 6. It was 8.30. Dude, I was watching the commissioners with the CFA promoters. They were all having drinks oh, at yeah, an yeah. open bar while like not doing anything and dude i that's the thing that other thing that drives me nuts fighters always get punished misconduct yeah. bad behavior whatever but fighters not. get punished you don't see commissioners get punished refs and judges don't get you punished how, for stupid come on, shit you know how corrupt it is it's so it's a uh, dude it's so corrupt like it's so bad it's ridiculous there's a couple of like refs like mike cardoso is like an amazing fucking ref 
I'm like, crying. I might know. You his may. Face. You know, Mike. He's like the shorter guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Guy. He's good. He wasn't he working this weekend? Uh, no, the other guy was. Uh, Mike, was, I don't think Mike what, was What's his name? Uh, Jorge Alonso? No, no, no. That's no, uh, What's it? I always forget his name, and I feel like a dick because I, like, I, I always... I think his name's Jorge Alonso, right? No, that's a... No, that's the that's the other, like, side ref, I think, that you're thinking He about. did good. Well, he was there this weekend, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did good this weekend. I, like, I, I spoke with him. He the one really guy with the mustache, the older dude, he... But you know why sucks. Mike is so good? Because he teaches, and right. he was a and fighter. And he was a fighter. And yeah. he fought Pahumpa. He had, like, a fucking crazy battle did with Pahumpa. Oh, that's, bro, that's go back. He's got a fucking epic super fight with Pahumpa. That's funny. I yeah, know he's, like, he's fucking nutty. That's but, the point. He's fought. He understands. I really think you can commission. T- I think judges and refs should have minimum. mixed martial arts experience. And, and think about that. Not this. just boxing. Yeah. Not kickboxing. But like they should have like minimum five pro fight. fights. Yeah. Minimum five pro fights with a winning record. Basically, yeah. you have to be at least three and two as a pro yeah. to be a ref or a judge. For sure, but it's gonna end up being like that. I mean, or we're still really in the early stages. Fucking mustache like that. Yeah. If your Mike beard's Beltran, really Mike cool. Beltran's got that fucking. That's years. I mean, of look at these judges, dude. I, I we're barking up a tree that everyone gets oh, like, on. It, it hasn't been corrected, so it's like I hear it won't be corrected either. No, it's it crazy. Will. No, it will. Like you got to remember, we're still early in this. Did game. you hear what? Ro- what do you think about Rogan's? What? Rogan's theory is he thinks the judges. Oh. Why does it only have to be three judges? I think five would be he, much. Better. He's saying, no, you have like fifteen judges, Never and they're had. not in the they're not in the venue. They're at home watching it, watching it, and like sending on an app or right, something. right with no with no. Um, Feed no no sound feed like like no crowd no announcers all's there basically watching. they just watch the fight maybe watch, watch the, the fight, fight sound where you can hear the how hard the strikes are landing well or you could go like the old route like the boxing like the Olympic boxing they have the chips in the gloves and they measure like what's an actual hit so you can actually measure what made contact and but stuff even like that. I don't I don't even think they need to hear anything because you know if you know a little bit you know how psychotic you have to be to do that job. Can you imagine being Delicious there for show. six hours watching the TV with no sound and you have to analyze it? I think the sound of at least letting like the strikes. Like, maybe the rather, sound with no yeah, crowd. How you hear that? What do you mean? You just have yeah, but that. the crowd. You, the you crowd can. You can't cut out influence the, the fight. Choice. You can't cut out the sound of the crowd. Yeah, but because say the favorite, like the crowd favorite. Starts doing better and they're louder. You actually yeah. can. The judge can go, oh wow. But if the judge has fighting experience, I He'll mean, know. period, he, you can just tell. Yeah. I can just tell, dude, that's the thing. You don't even always, you can just tell who's winning a fight if you're watching it for a fight. Like, it's like, don't watch it as a sport. When you watch a fight, just who's whooping whose ass? Somebody like can be sitting fight. there, t- yeah, like someone can be tipping and tatting and all that and just touching them with a hundred punches. But if that dude's hunting them the whole time and when he lands, he lands and the other dude's basically fighting to be safe while one dude's fighting to hurt and end the person. But what if you get like a counter puncher? Like you have no, no, I love, hey, hey, then absolutely. Like if the dude's not, if the dude who's being aggressive, like Mike Perry style, not landing at all and he's getting touched, yeah, well, yeah, he lost. But it's like if you've got a guy like a Mike Perry who's just coming. And the and you can just tell that the dude who's backing up the whole time is just scared, and his counter punches are nowhere near as much as Mike Perry's want fewer that land. I just I just watch the energy of a fight. Yeah. And I say who whooped whose ass or who was there to end. But the you're other person. educated. And you I also yeah. Head. But that there should be more judges like me. I and, know, but that's what I'm saying. Like and more draws. 
More but, draws. Yeah, for sure you gotta get like there there's a lot more fights that are draws than, than not. But you gotta look at it, it's still young, you're still stuck with like old boxing douchebags and like that part is still corrupt. Like Adelaide Bird. Why is Adelaide Bird a boxing like a boxing judge who sucks at judging boxing is all of a sudden doing like MMA? Like why? Because they get paid. Right. But so why do they pay him? Like how can they saying. pay him? It's so like that's why terrible. you get like let's say Let's fast forward 20 years. You're retired. Guess who's a judge now? It should be me, a right. fighter. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then how many fighters could use the gig, too? And how it's... long has MMA been around? Since 93. Yeah, but real MMA, I mean, you could just say from 2000, it started to yeah. become more notoriety So notable. 18 years, 18 years yeah. of, like, you're... How long do these fucking judges for boxing stay around until yeah. they're eighty? Well, you know, at the end of the day, who driving. hires them? The government, state government, state government sucks. Commission? Well, you still have the same commission. Well, the commission the comes from people. the government. They, they probably don't want to do their fucking. Yeah, they, well, no, they don't want to do their fucking job. They're like, oh, just get the same person that we dude, had. It's, last at the time. end Let's of the day, it's just another example, and I'm not getting political, but of government sucking ass. They suck at everything. Can we look. This is what's gonna happen. You're gonna hang out with Ted Nugent. You're, Damn right. Next time you do the walk-in, you're going to have Stranglehold, and you're just going to start Ooh, pissing we out. Oh, Chiesa ruined that song. No, we, we, Chiesa. He oh, walked out to yeah. Stranglehold. So, so, so do Wango Tango. No, no, no. We got, we have the perfect, we got the perfect. We were talking about that before you came. Oh, Cheeseburger? What? Steve's perfect walkout song. What? Winner by Cheeseburger. He thinks it's Winner by Cheeseburger. It kind of... I don't know. It kind of fits the gimmick. That's the thing. As it much as I'm saying, like, y'all talking about know your role, as much as I'm like, oh, I'd like to fight Jock Ray, I realize that I don't deserve those fights for shit. But no, I do actually, realize no. that I'm going to earn them. That's it. I was actually looking, first of all, I just, when I was looking at the stuff, uh, Weidman versus... Uh, Rockhold, right? Rockhold just yeah, got, like, that. announced for, like, November. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. So at, that'll be at a good 185? Uh, yeah. I thought, see, I'm, I thought for sure Rockhold Rock was, I was going, thinking going for up to a good fight for you would be someone like uh, Julian Marquez. I'd love that fight. Or yeah. Alessio Diatrico. He'd like get a, Yeah, I trained just, with him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but dude, that's the thing too. Like, I'll fight anybody. Like, you pay me enough. You versus Julian would be a good fucking fight. I'd like to fight Julian. He lost that fight te- technically, yeah. so. He just lost that. See, like, I, I like the Alessio kid. He's a nice guy. So I'm a little biased because I guess I'm training with him. But he lost that fight. Yeah, like, if sure you if you watch fight. the fight, it's like he did really well. He had some sick countering. But it was so close as far as who was landing what, but who was trying to finish the other person. Yeah, who was actually being aggressive. Julian. I yeah. mean, he, he Not was. 100%. But I'd love to fight that. But guy. look, I'm, I'm Italian. I'm still saying, mm, sorry, you didn't win, man. Yeah, no, you, you didn't win that fight. He didn't. There, shouldn't, I'm be, there shouldn't be any bias. Like when I, at the Worlds, when I lost to the Gringo Curse, it's because you lost. No, when I lost, when I lost to the Gringo <laughs> Curse, you suck. Like what? Um, um what? Like go no, ahead, like throw I, me I, under. No, I was gonna. Throw, I, I was I, gonna throw I, you. I know, but you can't. You, remember. you lost your last match because I got lame. stalled out. No, you got stalled out. I can't get up underneath somebody. But I got actually got screwed by a ref. I got screwed by the ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ref's decision. The ref's yeah, decision. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, Puga, who is that guy's friend, said, look, that guy's my friend, but you won that. Yeah, Oh, you realize this is like the eighth time you said it on the podcast? I have not. Well, not to Steve. This has nothing to do Nobody with Nobody believes you anymore. You hear that? I don't need to. You hear that? You hear that violin? I don't know. I, at this table, there's one person here who's a world champion. Masters. 
Masters. Still, still says world champion. Hey, you're talking. Well, Dude, I'm also the taco You're also a Masters too. There. I'm, I'm a, a taco Mitchell King. Promotions 185 champ and the Conflict MMA oh. 170 champ. Burn, burn, world. burn, son. Break the belt the out. Break the belt out. The world <laughs> of the South Carolina world. I'm the one. Yeah, but I'm talking jujitsu. So. Uh, jujitsu. Do you have a belt? Steve's got a belt. Do you have no, a game away? Okay. See, he even did it for charity, son. Game, well, yeah, game game yeah, but does he have a sword? I've got a sword. I've got from a Naga. Of, I've got a bunch of guns. <laughs> <laughs> he just went for like an Indiana Jones. You got an AK forty seven lamp right there. Yeah. He just went Indiana Jones on you. You can swing your sword around and just shoot you. I don't know. You ever seen a three hundred pound naked guy with a aluminum bat in one hand and a sword in the other coming at you. It's like fucking You might GTA. freeze. Yeah, yeah. You might freeze. And long story short, it takes bullets a while to work, especially on thicker guys. Yeah. You better be longer so than bad. 30 yards away. I think they, they put you on like sports science. I think they tested that out. Yeah, I wonder how many bullets I could take. I'd say seven. I mean, as long as they don't Depends hit. Depends what. As long as they don't hit. What what's brain, the caliber yeah. that we're talking yeah. about? Heart or brain. I wonder Depends how many Depends on the type of bullet. Take. Let's say nine millimeters. I think he could take like a good six or seven before he finally. Well, like, if he's on real adrenaline too, no, I'd say probably ten to eleven. You might still die, but as right, far right. as like no, in yeah. the immediate Leave minute, in the immediate minute, right. you could do a solid fifty yarder, for sure. D, what do you mean? Oh like yeah, fifty yeah, yards. Yeah, yeah. Like you, could, you could dash. run like you could do like a solid 50 after yard taking dash. ten or eleven, yeah. probably. Someone like me, maybe four or five, depending on the adrenaline situation where they land and everything. Here's the downside is that, like, if it goes in and it starts ricocheting on the inside of your ribs, yeah, then you're done. No, obviously, yeah. I mean, you, you can't breathe. Hollow points don't ricochet as much, though. They scatter. They'll still ricochet. Yeah, they will just, ricochet. But yeah, that's, that's instead of having ricochets. one thing cutting in, yeah, it's right. going to be like 50. 20, 22 is a ricochet. Well, like, that's what the whole thing with the AR, I guess, is it's such a small round, but apparently when it hits, it like you didn't, But you didn't see that report about the hole that comes out of somebody? Oh, God, it was hilarious. Do you remember that about the leg? That was hilarious. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. It was absolutely hilarious. Like the, uh, so can we do that for the next podcast? Can we test that out? All ballistics. Let's just talk ballistics. No, just shoot Sean a bunch of times. Shoot Sean. Can we test it out with paintballs? How many paintball shots you can take before you tap out? No. How much is the velocity in the paintball? Like 350 per, per second? How about this? You guys can can shoot me with as many paintballs as it takes for me to catch you and kick you in the nuts. If I, tag, if I tap you... Like, if I tap you on the shoulder, you got to stop and let me kick you in the nuts. Calm down. I'll totally do that. For sure. You think you for sure. First, go. For sure. Come uh, on. Dude. I will, I will I'm, even I'm backpedal. A, I will for I'm sure ba- backpedal. While no, he no face shots. That's fine. No face shots. That's I get fine. to wear a cup. But I am a Division One athlete. I, I ran a five-flat 40 at 30 three. years ago. No. 2001. Five flat forty at three ten, trying out for the XFL. Nice. Okay, I'm happy for you. That was twenty years ago. No, it when was you still 17. had two knees. <sighs> when you had two knees. Yeah, I'm down to one. Yeah. Wait, you have a bad knee? Uh, my left knee is terrible. Oh yeah. What's in it? Like, I don't know. Well, like what you? you know? I ripped the outside of it right before I went to to Brazil. Yeah. Out of Brazil, two weeks before I went to Brazil to train. So I I got shot up with all kinds of painkillers. Wrapped it up. No surgery, no MRI. No surgery, no nothing. But I can't turn left. Like, I used to be able to, like, <laughs> like laugh like Zoolander. It just makes several rights. But, like, to look go how right. flexible it is. No, no, that's that's not my knee, though. That's my hip. 
Yeah, but it doesn't matter. No, he still cooperates. It still, it still sucks though. No, I know. I have enough pressure on it. Like if you had that torsion, you know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that ACL has been. You do any rehab for it? Other than wow, that might. I'm telling you, you need to go fucking get those PRP shots. (laughs) It's fine. I don't. It doesn't bother me. My back bothers me. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Look. All right. Back to the paintball. Here's what's gonna happen. All right. We'll set it up. It's an enclosed area, too. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. Look, right. man, I, I ain't scared. You're going to get kicked in the nuts. I for sure am you are going to throw one or two in the into the freezer, though, and just throw them in the bins, and like you never know when that freezer shot's coming. Like, <laughs> For sure, there's got to be one or two in there. That's I've it. seen fights over frozen paintballs back in soccer. Oh, back in, in the, like no. seventh grade, eighth grade, when we were playing paintball, and some kid would use them. Every, oh. oh. If you want to see one of the funniest fucking things ever, I got on a kick on airsoft like tournaments and stuff like that. And there's some fucking crazy people out there. Like they have like full on villages and stuff. People will go out there for like weekends, like two or three days and have uh, airsoft wars. So there's a whole backstory to this, but basically there's, they're getting ready to do a round of playing airsoft, and this guy is pissed off at this kid. The, the guy is like 18, 19. Oh, I've seen But this. he's pissed off at this like 14-year-old kid <laughs> for the dumbest fucking reason. It's like, it's so stupid. I thought it was paintball. No, no, no. It was airsoft. But it, he's like, he has it fucking ramped up. So there's like a whole row of kids. Everyone's getting ready to kind of like take off and go yeah. running. The guy just sits there. He's like, he's, he has a GoPro mounted on his head. He looks at him and just... Picks up his gun. No, I think he was. He pretended he was on the same team or something like that. No, they were on the same team, but they was just like fuck this kid and fucking unloaded on him. And like his airsoft gun shoots something like, I want to say like a hundred rounds, like in a second, kind That's of thing. A real it's fast like, one. Yeah, he's just. It was just a fucking machine gun. So all of a sudden, you just see this kid just screaming and just like topple down in the pants. <laughs> And mind you, let's say it was between you and I, right? Distance-wise. Between that, there's like four or five people. And all you see is the guy pick up his gun, shoot this kid. (laughs) This kid screaming bloody murder and falling down. And heads turning in unison. Left, right. Left, right. It's fucking hilarious. The the guy's like real deadpan. Yeah. Like, we're same team. (laughs) So? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's awesome. I've like, seen that video. Dude, yeah, you, you have to watch this. It's fucking hilarious. But it's like you just see like it's like a cartoon like skit. You just see heads turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right. And then this confusion on this kind of people is so fucking amazing. And they're like, What are you doing? He's like, he burned my patch. I'm like, what? He's like, he's a kid. All because this kid took a patch that this guy made, burned it, and like filmed it and put it on YouTube. He basically assaulted this like little kid. It's the funniest fucking assault you'll ever see, though. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about doing that for my birthday when we open in airsoft. Orlando. We go because they have the big airsoft like place up there. That would be fun. I just played a kick-ass laser tag up in North Carolina and Raleigh. Nice. Like the guns are legit. They're heavy. Yeah. So like, um, like you get out pistols or a uh, couple different rifles. Yeah. That was fun as shit. I love that. You're I love taking off though this week, right? Yeah, I'm going to South Carolina Saturday. Go over the mountains, too. So, yeah. long, are you, like, permanent move or what? No, 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 no. He owns his house. Yeah, no. I don't know. He rented out. Can't Airbnb. Leave, can't, I mean, I, 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 li- I consider... He can't leave Devin here by himself. I consider myself a resident of yeah. South Carolina and Florida. But I live in Florida. <laughs> that makes sense. So, like, how my long family, are you going for? I just leave Saturday to probably Sunday. 
Uh-huh. And then I'm actually going to go up to um, North Carolina to do some hiking. And I have a friend of mine owns a gym up in Asheville. It's an, actually an ATT in Asheville. And you, I always tell you yeah, about yeah, Country yeah. Sean. This is one dude. He, he was always the secret at, at our gym. He helped a lot of guys out. And he trained too and he fought for a while. But he's smart and makes a ton of money doing other stuff. And uh, love training with that dude. He's got. I've never seen someone make jujitsu up the way he does. I'm sure there's guys like there, you know, like him out there. I'm not saying he's some like world beater, but that dude just makes up jujitsu off the fly. He he's the one who showed me leg lock. Really showed me leg locks for the first time. I didn't. If I had liked leg locks now, like I liked them back then. I would have already been a lot better at him because he just. That's why I'm gonna go up there and train a bunch of leg locks with yeah. him and other stuff. And he's got sick chokes. He taught. Ah, oh, dude. I'm I meant excited. To, I meant to tell you the other the other night at the at the fight. I think you you were already gone by then, or you were cornering somebody. But Pedro Munoz was uh, working with Cole, and they were going. Oh back yeah, and yeah, forth yeah. I did see like that. Legs. Yeah. Like, bro, you should have seen this. I wish I could have, like, filmed it. Like, I got to talk to Pedro because yeah. he's been meaning to do the podcast for a while. He had, like, the fucking craziest entry just going straight into, like, a heel hook. It was dope I saw him working le- Who was he working leg locks with the other night? He's always helping people out. But he was, he was working with Cole. He yeah. was, like, they were just sitting there, like, rolling around on the floor and stuff. And he was doing stuff. And I'm, like, I went from taking photos to, like, hold on. Let me see what the fuck's going on. Yeah, here. yeah. Let's see this. Yeah. like Apparently, Cole's in the leg locks now. Oh, yeah? That's what he was telling me. Well, he, he said, said he's, he's obsessed with them. Yeah, but he said just in general, like, he's kind of gotten obsessed with them lately. Yeah. I'm going up. I talked to him at the fight. And I guess I'm going to go up at the end of August because he gets his surgery on the 7th right the day I'm cleared. So. Right. I think one of my friends is getting married on the 18th of August. So right after that, I'm going to go up there for a week. And he was like offering to give me a flight and, you know, pay to teach some classes at his gym. And I'm just going to do leg locks with him and Micah. Oh, dude, it's dope. Just leg locks. Yeah. So, so Micah lives up there too? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, yeah. yeah. So you're going to do like an open seminar over there? No, I'll probably just teach classes and stuff. I, I mean, if he say, wants like, to do a seminar. There. I mean, yeah. if he wants to do a seminar or whatever, for sure. But I know ATT Warner Robbins and... I, I'm going to go visit Bubby at Rush, which is like 20 minutes away, but I know at Warner Robins I'll be teaching classes that week. Right. I haven't, I haven't worked out the schedule with him, but... But he's I'm not in Atlanta, him. right? He's like an hour Probably or Probably about 45 minutes outside yeah. of Atlanta. Everything everything is like just outside of Atlanta and Georgia. Yeah. In Georgia, yeah. I was about to say, go swing by like Bruno Frazada too and go train with him. He's fucking I don't know beast. Bruno Frazada is a fucking beast, but he's he's a smaller... Smaller dude. Still sick. Yeah, no. I just know when I'm up there, I'll be like, because I haven't even gotten to visit his gym. Yeah. I know I can't commit to anything, but oh, like yeah. Cole's gym and I'm Mike. I actually saw Bubby tonight, who's the another Georgia guy up there, and Bubby's because they're best friends. So I'll probably stop by Bubby's gym too. But I'll be teaching, and then when I'm training, it'll just be like me and Micah probably drilling together with Cole showing us shit. So that'll be fun. Be like a little science lab for a week. Dope. And I'm getting paid for, so might as well find not gonna complain about Film that. Film it. Throw that shit on the YouTube. No, I just show throw that shit on the Satan's Reapers. Satan's Reapers chat. Mess, yeah, chat for sure. Fun. We saved that for us. All right. Well, I think we we gotta get going. We'll end it on that. So hit up uh, Steve Montgomery. Get yourself some. Some private jujitsu lessons there. Yeah, the creepy weasel on Instagram. Message me. I teach really good privates, kickboxing, jujitsu, wrestling, fitness, and I won't ever put you through something that I haven't been through myself and hasn't been creepy approved. And every creepy single approved. lesson comes with a free hand job. Oh, <laughs> dude, I always finish. Like, I always finish the job. I'll even put the thumb in the bum if yeah. you want. 
circle the circle the rounds. <laughs> um, you got the podcast too, right? Push oh yeah, podcast. yeah. It's yeah. it's getting. I, I have some good guests on it, and I could make it really good. I'm just busy as hell. But yeah, if you check out on youtubecom slash weasel, the Weasel's Tale Creepcast. We got to get you to put it up on iTunes. I got to get it on iTunes. I know, I'll but it is you. entertaining, yeah. and the people I get on there are cool as hell. Yeah, Todd Duffy. The Todd Duffy one was really good. Did you listen to that one? Duffy had Brown on there. He's had Cole like, on there. Yeah, and then even the people that you would never heard of, like my just my my uh, carpenter and my painters. They're like the hardest working millennials who are side on the side rock Bullshit. stars and, and pro paintballers. <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's an oxymoron. No, no, no. Hardest no. working millennials. Seventy hour a week millennials who then go play paintball and drum for Ingve Malmsteen and like high level rock Shut stars. Up, really? Yeah. Dead serious. He's Ingve oh, Malmsteen's head drummer. I probably fucking like Mark met him Ellis. Then. Yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah, I probably amazing. met him then. Oh, he's cool as hell. Yeah. Long hair. Anyway, I got really cool guests and I might 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 let these guys on I'm thinking about letting Joe Rogan be a guest I'm not sure yet I'm pretty high level I actually probably be pretty fun to hear you guys I'm sure there's like a lot of shit talking you guys could do Uh, oh cool well follow the creepy weasel go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube we gotta get you fucking put that thing I'm going to I'm going to I'll show you if you need help follow Sean Gorilla Boy BJJ Gorgeously Woofy just not on Snapchat because I don't understand that shit. Can you <laughs> this? Can you believe this guy? I don't get it. Instagram, Facebook. Me. All right, you know the little thing on Instagram where you can do videos. Yeah, it's the same fucking thing. I don't get it. I don't. Just know with like more stickers. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. It's stupid. You can basically send pictures of yourself jacking off to you know anyone. Everyone but me. Thank God. Goes away. Think of it's like your grinder stuff, but it just disappears. <laughs> Why would I want that? <laughs> all right, guys. So, well, thank you very much to all our sponsors. Um, thank you to Choke Aloha, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co., and Giraffe Choke. You want to give a shout-out to uh, your sponsors? Oh, all right. Yeah, GardenLife.com, uh, PureSpectrumCBD.com, and WeAreDapperTies.com. And the promo codes are creepy. The Creepy Weasel and Ambassador 20. I'll let you figure it out. Go In check out order. my podcast if you want it. There's good shit on those sites. I actually got to get some of that CBD stuff. I got to hit that. I thought you were going to say, I need to get some of them ties. That too. I, it is good. Yeah. I, I can let you have some of the salve, the, the muscle. You rub. need it more than me. No, I've, got like, I've, I've actually got it piling up because I've been using it, but they keep sending me extra stuff. No, yeah. so. Salve. No, I got yes. the, the CBD like company salve. that I was using like shafted me like super fucking hard. I would like with self or without self. No, this was for like the CBD oil <laughs> without the self. I got the oil. They shafted you with it. it. Pure Spectrum it. CBD really is solid. Like I'm, and Garner Life is the shit. I was big. I was always using their stuff before I even got sponsored. So yeah, and they sponsor a lot of like the fighters too yeah. over at ATT. They're awesome. So all right, well, Steve, thank you very much for being on here. Sean, go fuck yourself as usual. I Thanks. Fuck myself. All right, Steve, go fuck yourself too. Yeah. Uh, thanks guys for tuning in make sure you follow Steve on uh, all the social media and uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast see you guys you can't leave us <laughs> here's the deal I'm the best there is plain and simple I mean I wake up in the morning I piss excellence and nobody can hang with myself. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, living these right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time 